Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. So it appears there's a, a problematic situation in the AFC and we will get to, to the to the bottom of that coming up here in just a couple of moments. Uh, he's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, because uh, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance, visit geico.com <laughs> for a free rate quote. Uh, my man, Brady Quinn, what's happening? Jonas, are you okay? Are you doing all right? Yeah, right sorry. Now? I just I had to walk like a really long way because the effing hippies took all the parking spots in the yoga studio. Ooh. Sick of those guys. Hey, can I ask you this, though? Tired of it. Did anyone on? back in? Did, any, did anyone back into their spot? No, but somebody got a little bit of uh, karma for all those times they oh, backed yeah, in this did. week. Oh, yeah, he did. Yes, he did. A little and sprinkle we will, of the karma dust. And, and we will <laughs> get into that, but uh, can we first acknowledge what? I mean, Christmas came a little bit early this weekend. You know what? I want to know why. Why is that? The NFL brought us players shotgunning beers in the stands. <laughs> it's amazing. There was actually another player who tried to find some classified information during the game. During the game, try to find some classified information. The officiating stunk once again and may have very well lost one of the best teams in the AFC a game. 
and broke a, broke a win streak. And by the way, we know who's going to be playing for the national championship in college football, which they got the right four teams. I don't think there was any dispute there. But as far as the order, maybe that's where you could argue one way or another for Ohio State or LSU. But we got a lot to talk about, man. It was a great weekend of football. Still another game here tonight. Yeah, it. Uh, and, and I want to start with uh, the game, obviously, of the afternoon or the late games, rather. Afternoon where I'm at, evening where you're at. But I like to be, you know, I like to be inclusive. I don't want to make it seem like it's all about Pacific time zone. I'm all about the East Coast. I'm all about uh, Hawaii time, Alaska time. That's just the kind of guy I am. I'm inclusive, Brady Quinn. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you, uh, well, uh, everybody's go, invited. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I'm not gonna go everybody's as far as I invited. want to, but uh, yeah, you like including everyone yeah. in everything. Maybe a little bit too much, if you know what I mean. Uh, here's know? here's what I wanted to uh, to ask you about. All right, so would you consider? So the Baltimore Ravens are going to the playoffs, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the Houston Texans more than likely are going to the playoffs, right? The Texans, yeah. We'll I mean, find out next week. Yeah, okay, but but they're in position to make a playoff run. Um. Well, again, well, here's here's why I say they're not. Okay, they're currently in the position because they're atop their division. Next week they play the Tennessee Titans. They're tied with the Titans right now. Okay, but but my point is, so as of right now. The Houston Texans look like a potential playoff team. We know the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I don't know if they look like well, one, but they're, they're they're in position to be one. Yes. yes. And and the Kansas City Chiefs position to be a playoff team. Fair well, to they say. They just won their division. Yeah. They okay. clinched the division tonight. So with that being said, those are all three teams that we could see in the playoffs, and all of them have beat the New England Patriots. Kind of a problem. It looks like New England's piling up on on bad teams, but when they faced really good teams, they've struggled. The Patriots lose again earlier, uh, 23-16 in the final to Kansas City in New England. One thing that bothers me about tonight's game, though, if for all the people out there who are saying, oh, the Patriots, they always get the calls, man. The Patriots, they cheat. They, they, you know, It's rigged. They always get the calls. Uh, this was a game where I don't think they got one. Like no. the controversial ones that could have been potentially pass interference, the Nikhil Harry play, no doubt about it was a touchdown. And it's it, the simple solution is this, okay? It doesn't take a brainiac to figure this out. If you're an official and you think he may have scored, you're not really sure, right? Because like, obviously the, the side judge went and talked to the other official and then, then it concluded that he stepped out, okay? Uh, our replay confirmed they were dead wrong. Yeah. The problem is they couldn't challenge it because New England already used their challenges. Call it a touchdown. Exactly. Because then you can review it. Yes. It's not that hard. Like People are like, oh, we need a sky judge. No, you don't. Just change the way you're telling these guys to see the game. It's no different with the Stephon Gilmore play when he picked up the fumble. Let the freaking play play out, man. Yeah. Maybe he takes it to the house for a touchdown. You know what you can do if he does that? You can review the whole thing. Yes. Like, it's not that complicated. If there's a glitch in the system, just to be safe, and there is a glitch in the officiating system, I mean, there's several glitches, but if there's a glitch in the system, just to be safe, call it a touchdown. And if it's not a touchdown, you figure it out and you get the call right. Unfortunately, they handcuff themselves when they overthink it and say, nah, he stepped out of bounds. It was 100% a touchdown. That should have been a fumble return. Uh, uh, for a touchdown for the Patriots. And unfortunately, they got job there. And this was also, you know, on a day when people were starting to think conspiracy because, of course, the uniforms got sort of lost uh, uh, from the Kansas City Chiefs. I agree with you. I think New England got screwed. But bottom line is they're now sitting with three losses on the season. And it looks like they're on the outside looking in trying to get home field in the AFC. And, and well, uh, yeah, they'll have home field for at least the first. They won the AFC, so they know that they'll host a game to start off with. But you know, if they don't have home field throughout, that's a problem. 
But here's here's the real issue is they just lost to Kansas City at home. Now, granted, the officiating played a huge role in that loss because the Nikhil Harry play itself would have evened the score. So we don't necessarily know if the game was better officiated, how it would have turned out. But we do know this. It snapped a 21-game win streak. And if you take out, especially early on, that first drive, right, there was a pass interference on Mohamed Sanu. That helped move the football. Then they go take a deep shot to Philip Dorsett. They didn't complete it. Another pass interference that helped move the football. And then they ended up you know, being able to score a touchdown off of the fleet flicker play to Julian Edelman. Like That's how they're getting their chunks. They're getting it off of P.I. and then trick plays because those guys aren't able to separate consistently enough. And on the flip side, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, and, and even though they're still trying to find their rhythm, because I just I don't think their offense has been as explosive as it was last year. They've got the creativity. The Travis Kelsey touchdown run is an example of that. And they've got the big playmaking ability, and they're a matchup nightmare for anyone they go up against. So the bottom line, the, the New England Patriots are going to have a really hard time, yeah. e- even if they had home field advantage throughout the course of, of playoffs, because one, we just kind of saw them be vulnerable at home, but it's not even that. Their defense isn't playing the way we thought it was. And, and outside of the wide receiver position, they really are struggling to find plays. And it all comes down to scheme, and it all comes down to Tom Brady being perfect. And that's really tough to do behind an offensive line that's not providing them with a lot of run game or protection. This is what I want to ask you, because it's easy for us to sit here, and it's easy for a lot of people to sit there and just take the surface surface approach to this Patriots situation and go, wow, man, Tom Brady's just not good. He's, he's falling off a cliff. Tom Brady's getting older, and uh, he's just not the same quarterback he was. How much of their issues are Tom Brady's age and his performance and how much of it is what's around him is not playing at a high level right now to me it's all about what's around him I mean and, and the thing that I step away and look at and say that this is the biggest issue is it's it's the offensive line there's just not a consistent productive enough running game because all of that like when they can find themselves more third and manageable it makes it so much easier to convert. It makes it so much easier to move the chains and do it methodically, you know, in a methodical way. If you go back to last year, that's kind of what they did. You know, it wasn't like they were necessarily a big play offense that was like really stretching the field with a bunch of speed. The roster is largely the same, minus Gronk, minus Josh Gordon. But you know, even then, Josh Gordon didn't have the same pop or explosion this year. So they were missing that aspect on this team. And I kind of just go back to what's the difference? It's the lack of as much of a running game. And I think that's the thing that stands out to me. And then when you look at the protection, it's just not quite as good. And that's what happens when you lose David Andrews and Ted Cross. You know, like both those guys are out now. Now you're down to James Ferentz at center. That's a tough matchup, right? Like a lesser experienced guy. And especially for New England because... You know, even though Tom Brady had a great scramble today uh, to pick up a first down and really got fired up and kind of maybe sparked a little something, you know, he still has to have the ability to play from the pocket and step up in the pocket. And your center is a huge piece of all that. A la when the Atlanta Falcons got Alex Mack, a Pro Bowl caliber center, Matt Ryan ended up having his best season of his career and won the MVP and they went to the Super Bowl. But we all know how that ended. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't think we needed to bring that up. I mean, they're still trying to get over it, man. In fact, they, they're they're so uh, in, in shocked still and so disheartened by what happened there that they weren't even thinking correctly when they decided to put a Chick-fil-A in a football stadium when Chick-fil-A is not open on Sundays. I mean, that is how disheartened that whole organization is in Atlanta. 
And again, I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to stir the pot anymore. I'm just simply pointing out the facts here. That's what I do. Facts bitter. You're an awful person because you know why. Why is that? That Chick Fil A is actually open on Saturdays when they have some college games there. On Fridays when they have high school football there. There's other events and things that go on All where right. they have Chick Fil A. Okay. Yeah, I know, but it sounded better the way I said it. It just that's true. Yeah, yeah that's, probably, um, that's probably true. Here's now. I don't know that. This is as much on because there's sort of been this other thing that's been thrown out there that, you know, the Patriots uh, didn't do enough to surround Tom Brady with weapons. They didn't do enough to add weapons here, add pieces here. Look, I actually think they tried. I think they tried to add pieces. I think they tried to build around Tom Brady. Unfortunately, they've been struck with injuries and terrible luck. They didn't know Antonio Brown was going to have another meltdown or be accused of what he was accused right after they signed him. But that's what happened. Uh, Rob Gronkowski retired. They've had other injuries at, at the running back position. Isaiah Wynn couldn't stay healthy. So I don't think it's just that they failed Tom Brady. It's just sort of a bad luck year. And it's a bad luck game that we saw earlier and all those calls that went against him. I just feel like it, it's a year that they're a little bit snake bitten it's it's been a lot more than that too by the way they spent a first round pick on Nikhil Harry he, he's just now starting to get into the flow or rhythm of this offense but still very much a rookie because he's missed so much time then they they go trade for Mohamed Sanu I mean to your point and they really injured. have tried I mean they've they've done about as much as they they can to help supply them with what they need honestly the next move is probably OBJ like, like that has to be the guy they're looking at next season. If Tom Brady's there or not, I think if you're looking at a guy, they're going to have the cap space or they can create the cap space. If they don't, that's that, that's what I foresee happening here's, because he's not happy in Cleveland. And I think he'd be a great addition to that team. Here's the other thing. How many kickers have they gone through because of injury? Oh, some guy lost his appendix this season. Right. Like that, like it's just. Well, he didn't lose it. They cut it out of his well, body. Yeah, I mean, they ripped yeah. it out of his body. I mean, they right. literally, I heard they ripped it and then tossed it in a garbage can like it was an old pair of socks they didn't want anymore. I mean, that. You, know you could eat your appendix? Can you really? No. No, of course not. Okay. You're an idiot. You really would believe that? Uh, I, listen, I take you for your word. I, I see you as being an honest guy. I mean, what do you, what do you, what's next? You're going to tell me like, oh, I used to do construction and install stripper poles. I mean, are you just going to spin lies at me the whole time? That's ridiculous. Who, who would even lie about that? <laughs> no idea. Who would even lie about that? <laughs> no idea. Gosh. Uh, all right. So here's the, uh, he, here's the situation with New England. They get to the postseason. Like you said, they can still possibly, they can still get a bye. They can still host a home playoff game. If they get Baltimore again in the AFC championship game, I'll say this. I actually like their odds a little bit better than maybe some people would, because I think you give Belichick a second opportunity to look at that offense and let's see if he can figure it out. So I don't think it's completely lost for New England, but they're in a really tough spot. And now they've got to win uh, all their games moving forward to still stay in competition to at least get a bye. And Tom Brady seen after the fact with his elbow heavily bandaged. So that's something to monitor, depending on how banged up his elbow is. Yeah, I mean, as you get older, you're not going to recover quite as well. But to your point, I see what you're saying. You know, as far as Bill Belichick a second time around, it's really tough to beat them twice. Ask anyone within that division. This just feels different this year, man. I just feel like they don't have it. When they need to kick it into the extra gear, they don't have it. And and be honest with you, special teams played about as well as you could have. I mean, there was moments where Kansas City almost gave that game back to New England or at least let them in the door. And they still couldn't find a way of, of coming back, tying it up, going into overtime, which, by the way, that was what I was hoping for. Because during that final drive in the fourth down where he ended up um, you know, missing Edelman in the end zone, I kind of thought, if they get a touchdown here, do you think they would have gone for two just to try to end it? Only because at that point, there wouldn't be much time left. 
and maybe they were worried about going into overtime and having Kansas City win the toss, take the football, drive down the field, score a touchdown, and end it how it ended last year. And and also, with their luck at kicker this year, I tell Belichick oh, wanted to put the season on the line in the hands of Nick Folk or uh, Young Way Koo or whoever the hell else they've signed. Uh, Kai the, Forbath. Yeah, whoever. Mike I mean, Nugent, who was there. All those guys. Yeah. Uh, but no, it'll be, uh, and we've also got another big game coming up, uh, a kickoff here in a few minutes uh, from the uh, the L.A. Uh, toilet, I mean, Coliseum uh, between the uh, the Rams and the Seahawks. So we've got all sorts of that's That's where you take your away games, right? Yeah. 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 Leave that alone. Uh, all right. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. We'll be taking you all the way up until 11 p.m. Eastern time here on FSR. All right. Coming up next, I am going to do something I don't normally do here on the air. And I'm going to ask for the help of not only Brady Quinn, but everybody else listening. All right. It is NFL related. I need your help and I need your prayers. Find out what we're talking about here on FSR. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, so Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, coming up in, we'll call it about five minutes from now here on FSR, easily, easily 
in the top three to five games of the year, not only in the NFL, but in college football. And we will have all of that because it was very fast. It was fascinating what two coaches were doing in that game. Uh, So that'll be coming up five minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Brady, I'm going to need your help. I don't ask for a lot. I really don't ask for a lot, but I'm going to need your help. And I'm going to need the help of everybody watching Sunday Night Football while this show is going on. Uh, You know that I do Knox Locks. You're familiar with that Knox Locks? You have to say that slow, by the way. Yeah, I, trust me. I've I've said it fast before, and uh, you know, pulled a Jerry Jones and got dumped. But um, I just think that we all need to rally around me a little bit here because I am desperately trying to get back to 500 on the season. And my Knox locks in this Sunday night football game between the Seahawks and the Rams is I think they're going to show a graphic, or I think they're going to show and discuss this being Pete Carroll's last time in the Coliseum. And all his years as USC head coach. That was my TV prop bet. That's the one I'm going with. Do you think I got a chance since they're shutting down this hellhole after this season and going to that that big fancy venue in Inglewood? Yeah, no, there's definitely a chance. Um, it would make a lot of sense because he's had so much success during his time there. Uh, even though they have renovated it, it's changed a little bit. Even though it still looks... <laughs> It looks kind of the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that, all that being said, there's definitely a chance. Uh, I'm just, I'm wondering, is that first half material or second half material? Like, is that like if, it, if it's a blowout and, and the Seahawks are way ahead in the second well, half, or is that somewhere soon? That's what I wanted to ask you because you are an accomplished uh, TV broadcaster now. I mean, look, they're writing articles about you and your resurgence. Uh, oh, here on, we go. Uh, in the, on, on uh, what's what, the athletic? What did I die? What was I dead? I don't know. No, no, resurgence. I know, that, but that's, that's the way it was presented, which was a little bit of offensive because I don't think they realize that you and I are doing gold every single Sunday for the past three, four years. But Gold nuggets, man. Yeah, We're crapping straight. out gold nuggets every Sunday night. Just damn, pooping them out. Damn straight. And yeah. and so I just think that uh, you being a TV broadcaster, at what point during the week do they discuss, all right, here's what we're, here's the package we're going to present. We are going to deliver to you uh, this uh, this montage of Pete Carroll highlights from the Coliseum. When do you think that t- that happens? First half, if, second. If half? I was second half blowout material, if I was calling this game, because you know there, there's a lot of ramifications on the line. The yep. Rams obviously are still trying to make a playoff run. They need this game for that reason. The Seahawks are trying to make a run for the division, especially with the 49ers winning today. They can't afford to st- take a step back. So the game itself is going to supersede anything else you talk about. And the only way you interject Pete Carroll, his success and all that last last time he's going to be in the Coliseum is if if it's a blowout. Like you really need to talk about something in the fourth quarter and maybe Michelle Tafoya talks about it. Maybe Chris Collinsworth brings it up. But that's the only way that, that gets brought up in this game in the second half, I think. You know, the last three games between these teams has been decided by a total of eight points. They just yeah. play each other close every single time. Well, and- usually you, you create your roster – in, in each division to compete within the division. So a lot of times when you'll see a team, like for example, the Tennessee Titans tend to be really good within their division, right? But then when they play teams outside of their division, even though they won today versus Oakland, um, sometimes it doesn't translate quite, quite as well. But if you, if you go back the past few years, like they typically play their division really tough. That's how every general manager and head coach usually looks at constructing the roster. You want have the best players possible, franchise quarterback, all that stuff. But how you go about winning your division really, really matters. And that's why, that's why, Jonas, we're going to talk about at some point 
playoffs and we're going to talk about seating and all that stuff at some point tonight's show yeah um yeah we will definitely talk about that because i happen to think that i've got a heck of an idea uh i i think i've got a banger of an idea brady Coyne, it's a swell idea okay and i don't think i co-sign uh, on it. it it is swell uh all right so we will uh, we will discuss that at some point all right he's brady quinn i'm jonas knox this is fox sports radio all right coming up next possibly the game of the year possibly the game of the year in both the NFL and college football, and very, very interesting what two coaches were doing during this game. That's coming up next on Fox Sports Radio. For all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, open up your ears and tell everybody around you to shut up. Hey, in the Christmas spirit, of course. It's Steve DeSager. <laughs> Scoreless early Seattle at the Rams. They're in the opening minutes at the Coliseum. Russell Wilson, four for four for about 40 yards so far. It looks like Rashad Penny had just injured a knee on a previous L.A. native, by the way, on a previous carry. But again, just happened, so no update. But he is on the bench being attended to. Kansas City led at New England 23-7 in the third quarter and beat the Patriots 23-16. Julian Edelman in the loss did have eight catches, 95 yards, including an early TD on a trick play. Tennessee won at Oakland 42-21. Ryan Tannehill, three TD passes. He was 21 of 27 for 391 yards. The Raiders have lost three in a row. Chargers won at Jacksonville 45-10. Jags have lost five. Five in a row. Pittsburgh sent Arizona to a sixth straight loss, 23-17. San Francisco with a field goal on the final play, won 48-46 at New Orleans. Drew Brees in defeat, five touchdown passes, 349 yards through the air. Baltimore won its ninth game in a row, 24-17 at Buffalo. The Ravens at 11-2 now have clinched a playoff berth. Tampa Bay and Denver with wins. Cleveland and Green Bay as well. Minnesota 20-7 over Detroit. The Vikings are 6-0 at home. By the way, it's Green Bay still a game up on Minnesota in the NFC North and wins for Atlanta and for the Jets. LSU was number one in the final college football playoff committee's rankings. Ohio State and Clemson were numbers two and three. They'll face each other in the Fiesta Bowl. Clemson has won 28 games in a row. Oklahoma got the number four spot. The Sooners will play LSU in the Peach Bowl in Atlanta. 4 p.m. Eastern time. The semis will be on Saturday, December 28th. As for the NBA, about a minute to go. Clippers now up 132-114 at the Wizards. Among the late games tonight, it's the Lakers, 20-3 and overall, hosting Minnesota an hour from now. By the way, for college football guys, this Saturday, the Army-Navy game, the bowl games start in less than two weeks, and the Holiday Bowl on FS1 from San Diego will have USC against Iowa December 27th. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Coming up in 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, could one player in the NFL be in for a major fine from the league? We'll tell you who that is uh, 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, All right, Brady Quinn, Saints, 49ers in Mm. what many are calling the game of the year, but I would like to call the biggest blank measuring contest as far as play calling goes between two guys, Sean Payton and Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, you you could tell they're both, you know, kind of throwing it all out there, just trying to see measure out who's who's is bigger. Yeah. Right. Who's trying to trying to see who's yeah, who's working with what, who's is bigger, you know, who's who's got that bigger playbook. Yeah. You know, that that's what we're talking about here. Both offenses Kyle Shanahan, Sean Payton, talking about their big playbooks. Yeah. You know, and all the different schemes and things they have. Mm-hmm. What would they score? 94 points in this game? Yeah. Is that what it was? 94. Ridiculous. I mean, it's just, and it's crazy too when you consider the fact that 
Both these defenses have played really, really well this year. The Saints have been solid. Obviously, the 49ers have been solid. The fact that both offenses had so much success, to me, um, said a lot. Michael Thomas is a freak. We need, to, we need to start looking at him as the best wide receiver in the NFL. Statistically, he's making a case for it. Got off to a slow, slow start in this game, but... Second half really started to pull away and make some clutch plays to allow the Saints to to be within it, you know, and really at times start to you know allow them to stay in the game. So you know, Breeze was phenomenal. Um, the, the, my, my concern for I think the Saints moving forward is just like the rushing attack. Like, are they going to be able to run the football enough? I feel like this year it hasn't been quite as good as what we remember last year. That's a little bit of a concern. And also, if these two teams have to have a rematch. In the NFC Championship game, like that, yeah, that's a concern. Especially watching how Jimmy Garoppolo and that offense methodically worked the you know ball up and down the field. I think what was it? Nine different players caught touchdown passes in this game. Yeah, it's uh, Garoppolo looked fantastic, and and that was the big discussion about. Well, you know, Garoppolo is he is he that guy? But he went down there, he outplayed Drew Brees, in my opinion. Um, and Ooh, I, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, they were pretty even, pretty uh, even. I I, th- I thought he was fantastic, and I also think, and this maybe we didn't talk about this enough, but the loss of Mark Ingram. Now that you see what he does to that Baltimore offense and what the Saints do, and you mentioned the rushing attack, I just wonder if that was maybe overlooked as a significant loss for for New. Orleans, who's still trying to figure out how to make up with Adam. He's the battering ram, man. Like, like you get that thunder and lightning with him and Kamara. Now they don't really have that anymore. They do have Latavius Murray, and you know he provides uh, more balance. I think in that regard, he he played great today. You know, as far as his rushing ability, it seems like maybe it's just the fact that like people have seen Kamara now for a while, and they're starting to get a feel for how Sean Payton likes to use him, or just making more him more of a focal point, and how they want to try to shut him down, but. I, I just I keep going back to the fact that in the first half, okay, the first half, Michael Thomas had three catches for 21 yards. That's it. He finished the game with 11 for 134 and a touchdown. He's unreal. He's I mean he's unreal. Like and also it speaks to Sean Payton, those guys making adjustments and figuring out how to get in the ball. But he's going to break the record. He's going to break the single season record for reception this season. I believe held by Marvin Harrison. So. Uh, it's it's incredible what he's doing, even though it wasn't a losing effort. But you're right. This is all about Jimmy G. I thought he played really well. I, I don't know that he necessarily played up to the, the standard of what Drew Brees did. They played. For, they both threw for the exact same yardage, but Brees had four touchdowns, no picks, and uh, I believe he even punched. You know, he snuck a ball in. So um, in the end of the day, you know, they were pretty close. But he definitely proved when they needed him to the most. He can make the throws, make the plays, but the play that was made that really ultimately gave them that was the Kittle. You know, yeah. the, the short completion, yards after the catch, they get the face mask, and the rest is kind of history. He really is uh, a, just a difference maker on that offense because when he was out for those games, they were not the same. I mean, they, they were able to still compete and, and figure it out, but they were not the same without him, and he was awesome. That looked like, you remember that old Mark Bavaro play? Remember Mark Bavaro, the, uh, of course, the Giants yeah. tight end who yeah, of I course. think was on Monday Night Football? Like Marcus Williams. I'll give him credit for this. If you're going to grab a guy's face mask, you not only do you grab it, but you hold on to that son of a bitch for as long as you possibly can. And that's exactly what he did. He just held on to the face mask and he was like, all right, I'm already getting popped for 15. It's not like they're going to give me an extra 15. So let's just keep on grabbing onto the face mask. But what the hell is he doing? 
What, like, why, why is that? Why is that the plan there? And and Saints fans, I was waiting for them to complain about the officiating at that point, but that was the 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 difference maker. Once Kittle converted on that, got down the field, they milked the clock, gave Robbie Gold a chance with a couple of seconds, and that was a wrap. And and I think Greg uh, George Kittle was the difference there, and he's been the difference when he's been out. That offense is is nowhere near what they are uh, when, when he's in when he's on in the lineup for them. No, and, and, and here's the thing. So that play in itself kind of epitomized what San Francisco's for, uh, their, their passing game has been this year. Like, they're not a, pa- a passing attack that's going to heave the football downfield. That's just not what they do. It's the short, intermediate passing game, and, and where there's separation either by the design of the play or their, you know, Debo Samuel or George Kittle in this case, they're able to create separation, right? And and that's that's kind of an example of how that all worked out. As far as the face mask, man, I mean, you're just trying to get the guy down. You know, bottom line is the last thing you want is to get trucked and have him run on into the end zone. And you're going, yeah, that's going to be on a highlight reel forever, like throughout the end of time. And I'm going to be on George Kittle's wall somewhere and every other 49ers fan and George Kittle's fan wall somewhere as he just runs over me. So that that's how you end up getting a face mask like that. Well, And if you'll remember, Marcus Williams is also the guy that Olay. Oh, come on. Uh, He's well, a good no, player. I'm Stop. just saying on the I know where you're going. On the Minneapolis Miracle, he was the guy that Olayed Stephon Diggs that led to that touchdown. That's he misjudged what I, okay, it. Well, okay, what I'm just saying, I think he was so concerned about having that happen again that he said, not only am I not going to miss this tackle, I'm not going to miss this guy's head. I'm going to try and rip his head off. And I think that was his approach. And unfortunately, it didn't work out for him. Now, would you like to hear Sean Payton at his finest? Would you like of to course, hear Of course. Yeah, All right, let's so, hear. so Sean Payton at his finest following the game. I don't want to answer one officiating question today. So I won't. Keep going. Sorry. Listen, you're, you're talking to me right after a tough loss. So are you telling me how I'm supposed to feel? All right. I don't feel encouraged. All right. I feel frustrated because we had opportunities earlier in the game offensively to take advantage of field position. We had a number of opportunities. We had missed assignments. So, no, I'm not, I'm not encouraged that way. Let me tell you what's really going on with Sean Payton here. All right. You want to know my, my analysis of Sean Payton? You want yeah, to let's hear it? it. All right. What's, what's going on behind the, behind right, the right. scenes? Here's what's happening. In that head of his. So Sean Payton. Under the hat. Before, before, I'm not going there. Before all of these young, bright, offensive minds that were welcomed in because of uh, Sean McVay, and then it was Kyle Shanahan, and all these guys, these young off at Zach Taylor and, and LaFleur, and all these guys, Nagy, who were hired because they were the new up-and-coming hot offensive-minded candidates. Before all them, it was Sean Payton. And I think Sean Payton is a little irked that he kind of gets left behind when it comes to the discussion of some of the great offensive play callers in the league. So every time he meets up with one of these guys, whether it's McVay or Kyle Shanahan or LaFleur, I think he wants to empty the chamber. Trick plays, fourth and inches, you name it. And when he comes up short, it burns his ass. And two years in a row, he's come up short against Sean McVay and then earlier today against Kyle Shanahan. And I think that's what's really irking him. There you go. I, I think there's a little bit of truth to it. I think you there's know, a lot of truth to it. Well, there, there's a little bit because I do think there's frustration when you're going up against a guy who you think you're better than, and, and he ends up beating you. And and I think there's frustration there from that standpoint. There's frustration when you feel like you got a good play call or a good game plan, and it's not being executed. Like that, That's part of it, too. Um, but I also, you know, I, I think he understands with the way their seasons have gone the past two years, this window closes quick, man. It does. I mean, we're watching the Rams here on Sunday Night Football. They were the NFC champs last year. 
They beat the Saints to get there. Controversially, but they did. And that's how it all worked out. They're a 7-5 football team trying to hang on for their life right now to make it to the playoffs. And, and so life comes at you fast, man. And I think he understands how you know, delicate this is, what an opportunity this is. And Drew Brees is playing at such a high level still at this age. I think he knows this window's closing. He's got to win a Super Bowl soon. They've got to get to that game soon. And, and if, if it don't this year, when? You know, it's it's again, it's not like it's getting any easier. I think if anything, it's only getting harder for this team. So I think that's where this, the frustration stems from. He understands if they can have that number one seed in the NFC, that's powerful for them being able to get to the NFC championship game, win it this time and try to win a Super Bowl. Do they need home field? to advance yes okay so, yes so there i do teams. not trust that team yeah. on the road if they have to go somewhere I'm, I'm trying to think of like for example if they have to go on the road to seattle i don't like that the, their chances there no. uh and i and i could care less by the way about the history of oh well you know drew Brees has actually played pretty well in seattle. dude i don't care go try to go in there in a playoff game like it, it's an entirely different scenario it's an independent event you can talk about history all you want that place would be rocking, and that would be the last place you'd want to try to go win a playoff game in the NFC you know, playoff picture. So you know, that would be a tough place. <clears throat> I just think in general you'd, you'd like to be able to play at home and not have to travel and not have to deal with all that um, at that point in time of the year. So all those things to me lead to, yes, like it, it might be as important to them as anyone. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, coming up in, uh, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, there's somebody in the NFL that could be getting a major fine from the league. Find out who we're talking about here on FSR. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Mm-mm-mm. This is a banger, man. This really is. Yeah. Like, you can go back to, like, Nat King Cole, oh, okay? Yeah. All-time greats yeah. as far as Christmas music. I agree. This is like that newer sound. Like this, this really does it. I agree. It's kind of I mean, hot. Yeah, and, and right when it hits, it's like too, hot Christmas music. Yeah, you know? it, it makes me want to bathe in eggnog. To be honest with you, mm, interesting. Yeah, I just there's something about it that really revs my engine. It makes me want to get hammered at a Christmas party. It does. I you man, know there's nothing better than getting ripped at a Christmas party. Oh, put on a sweater, oh. put on a snow cap, act like an idiot yeah, for buy, a while because it's Christmas. Uh, buy one of those uh, from uh, National Lampoon's uh, Christmas Vacation. Those little yeah. blue seared glasses they were drinking Perfect. out of. Yeah, you Perfect. get one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love drinking at Christmas parties. You Here's what, the weird thing: is like we both live in places that really don't require us to wear sweaters at least around this time of year yeah but but I w- it, it's still more fun yeah but here's the thing you're, you're in you're in south but by the way brady quinn jonas knox fox sports radio uh from the uh, geico fox sports radio studios here's the thing because you're in florida the humidity so you don't really get as much of the chill uh that, that we get out here in southern california we've been dealing with rain so i mean look we, we are approaching fastly approaching uh my ability to wear a santa hat you know, and make it fashionable because it's right. starting to get a little bit more chilly. I'm just saying. Yeah, you 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 can probably do it now. We're after Thanksgiving. We're we're a solid solid into the month of December. We're already into the second week. Yeah, so I, I, I think it's I think it's time. If you want to break it out, you probably can. Yeah, I know. I just I, normally I don't wear a hat. That's not true. That's definitely not true. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Um. All right. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Let that hang there a little bit. That's what she said. Yeah, the joke. Uh, all right, uh, so let's uh, let's talk about what potential fine. By the way, uh, the Rams have a 7-3 lead over the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, first quarter, two minutes and change left to go. Uh, for those of you wondering what song we were breaking down, if you're listening to the podcast, it's uh, Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas. So uh, there's that, me looking out for everybody again. Me looking out for everybody. Uh, Rashad Penny is in the locker room, uh, suffered a knee injury uh, early in the game. So it looks like it'll be Chris Carson leading the way for Seattle. Uh, um, uh, the rest of this game is Seattle. You know, I mean, look, uh, the 49ers winning in New Orleans is big for seeding purposes and for that division. So Seattle needs to keep pace. And uh, and so this is a very, very important game for the Seattle Seahawks. The Rams are pretty much done, but they're like in the same position as the Bears. They can keep winning all they want. But as long as the teams ahead of them keep winning, they've got no shot. So they're kind of on the outside looking in. But Seattle definitely can uh, uh, can keep pace here with the Niners if they get a win. Now, I want to ask you, um, had you ever been fined in your NFL career? Did you ever get a fine oh, yeah. or anything? Yeah, I've been well, fined. What did you get fined for? Was it that that uh, that hit on, what's his name? Yeah, it was uh, the hit on uh, Terrell Suggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, uh, that that low blow on Terrell Suggs. When easy, you, When easy, you tried to end his okay. career. Was it that easy. one? Uh, no, no, that wasn't exactly the goal, okay? <laughs> I know, because I, and on the highlight, you can see Brady Quinn, like, you were holding your head like you didn't mean to do that. That wasn't the intent. No, I, well, I didn't see him. That that was the thing was, I didn't see him, and, and honestly, like, looking back on it, uh, you felt terribly bad, because especially on film, it looks bad, 
But if you could understand, I, I can't see over the guard and tackle. And so as I'm running, trying to make a play on it, um, I just try to dive to where I think the ball carry is going to be. And instead, Suggs was right there. So it, it was incredibly unfortunate. It felt terrible about it. Um, although I probably would have been dead if I uh, if I wouldn't have dove because <laughs> I definitely in. didn't see him coming. Yeah. And, it, and that's the thing about quarterbacks is if you actually try to go after the football, you're then free range to, for anyone to hit you. It's if you're not really a part of the play or if you kind of are just standing there and someone hits you, that's when they can get penalized for it. So in that case, like I don't have that same protection. And so I would have been absolutely demolished if if I would have just kind of kept running and, and hadn't seen him. Um, here's why, why I'm asking about the fine. What kind of fine do you think Marcus Peters is going to get from the league for shotgunning a beer in the cra- in the crowd with the game still going on in Buffalo? <laughs> no, well, so so my understanding was though it was, it was after they'd already locked it up. It was kind of over at that point. There's a so, minute and change left. Yeah, but it was kind of done. <laughs> um, I don't know because like the rules violations are so simple, right? It could be socks or by the way, and I I was asked like multiple times about socks. That's the dumbest thing in the world. Like, it's, for example, if you were to turn on Sunday Night Football right now, okay, and if you look at the Rams uniform and the Seahawks uniform, if you look at the Rams, they have blue and there should be a little bit of white above their shoe, okay? Yeah. Let's say they can't see any white and it's just all blue. You will get fined for yeah. that. It's absolutely ridiculous. And the same thing goes to the Seahawks. They have a little darker blue, a navy blue, and then a little bit of white. If they can't see both colors, right? If you're either all white or it's all navy blue, you're getting probably, I don't know, five grand fine. It's ridiculous. So there was a couple times where I've, I was like hit up because I wasn't showing enough of one or the other, which is stupid, but it, it was what it was. I, you make the adjustment or, or you appeal it and you I, get it back. I would be stunned if Marcus Peters doesn't get fined. Now, I don't think he should because I think it's it's welcoming. Uh, he was in the crowd. It was a fun scene. There was no issue, anything They're at all. They're in Buffalo, yeah. though. That's the crazy thing. Yeah, and but but that just goes, that's just a great fan base. We talk about how crazy they are, but that's a great fan base. He, he hops in there they're hanging out with him like ah oh, you got us we're gonna lose this game but you know he'll take a beer and he'll shotgun a beer i but i i i love i think it's awesome you pointed it out to me before i'd even seen it and i thought it was fantastic i just think this is something the league is going to try and quote unquote make a statement and so i think they're going to pop him for something i think he's going to get fined probably i'm grand. sure he'll get somewhat of a fine and i actually think he'll be okay accepting it because it's it was pretty epic it really was I mean, it was it might that game was actually a pretty good game outside was. of the fact that it was kind of a defensive battle in some ways uh and then i'm pretty sure matt milano lost his jock strap at some point on the field <laughs> when lamar Jackson kept the football but outside of that that might have been the greatest thing that happened in that game there was no bulldoze which is a huge absolutely it's upsetting but you know where's my top drawer at (laughs) this is it we've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi oh my look at that he is and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Well, it's the same old story for one team in the NFL. It's a team near and dear to Brady Quinn's heart, and we will have that for you here coming up in just a couple of moments. That guy is Brady Quinn. I am Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, hundreds of affiliates all across the country. We appreciate you spending a few minutes with us here on Fox Sports Radio as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios for 15 minutes. Could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. My man, Brady Quinn. A tremendous tease, and I can only guess, only guess where uh, where we're headed right now. Yeah. It's um, yeah. Look, I, at least they got a win today. Yeah, I, th- that's that's true. Although uh, their wins, it, it's kind of fully loaded because yeah, they'll get a win, but then something happens either before or during or after a game, and then all of a sudden that takes away all the attention from the actual performance on the field, and uh, and more of a uh, more of a circus. Uh, now, you being a former Cleveland Brown. You being a man who was drafted by the Cleveland Browns, you being a guy who grew up a Cleveland Browns fan, I th- I'm sure everybody has seen that photo of you uh, wearing your Hutch uh, Bernie Kosar outfit as a child rooting on the Cleveland That's Browns. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I'm not sure if that came with a flask or not, but you uh, you being somebody who had uh, who cheered on the Browns, what the hell's going on with this team, man? Like, can can anybody there keep their mouth shut for 20 minutes? <laughs> I mean, it just it it, it always. The problem with the Browns right now is, you know, every time you go through a new head coach, you know, you, you, you've got another guy coming in who's supposed to be the leader, the voice, and he's supposed to create a culture, okay? 
And part of the issue is th- this roster, some of these players have been through multiple head coaches already between Hugh Jackson, now Freddie Kitchens before that. I mean, going through the years, Rob Chudzinski, who was there, I believe only for one year, should have gotten more of an opportunity. Uh, Mike Pettin was there. Um, Pat Shermer was there. I mean, I'm trying to think who've, who was before Hugh. Um, but, you know, that's it, it, kind of, I guess, besides the point to some degree. The, the problem is, they keep changing up who that guy is. And and so you never really get any sort of identity, any sort of culture. You're like you're constantly in a state of flux trying to figure it out. And and, and so what ends up happening is your team ends up being identified by everything outside of the actual play itself. Like that that ends up being the conversation. Yeah. And that's what the Browns are right now. You know, once again we're talking about Odell Beckham potentially going and, and telling other teams, hey, come get me, come get me, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to be here. Which I 100% believe. You know, and, and, and even if it is true, it's not probably the first player who's ever said that. A lot of players will say that kind of stuff to create value for themselves yeah. um, and, and, and you know, to allow the teams to know that they love the opportunity to play with them. You know, and, 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 and they may not even always be saying that as like a, a scheming or doing it in like a malicious way to their own team. And maybe just them, you know, saying, hey, I'd love to come play for you. Right. How many how many guys do you think have said to Tom Brady or Peyton Manning when, when he was playing or Brett Favre when he was playing, hey, I'd love to come play with you? You don't think that was actually said oh, to some of, of those guys? Of course. Of course. So um, that that isn't what bothers me so much. It's it's more when like Baker Mayfield comes out and, and essentially hops into a bus and then runs over the medical staff there or training staff because he's saying they've only, he only would have missed one or two games had they addressed the sports hernia issue at the beginning of the season. Do you and, want to hear Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I'd love to hear Here's that. Here's your guy, Baker Mayfield. Wasn't handled right. He's not able to run as well as he should be able to, uh, as well as he knows, and that's frustrating for him. You can sense that's some of his frustration where that comes from. So uh, it wasn't handled the right way in our training room. So it is what it is. And so his not 100% is still good enough for us. I think he could have been addressed earlier on. So that was Baker Mayfield. Now he did go on Twitter to to sort of uh, walk <laughs> to those what? comments Apologize? back. Uh, he said, uh, you know, my intentions were not to throw our medical staff under the bus. No, Which I, he did. And, yeah. No, I don't know all the facts about Odell's injury. You are correct, sir. Uh, it was emotionally answered. Well, I mean, he's a doctor, right? That's what he studied at Oklahoma? Well, yeah, I mean, he studied that's, medicine? That's his thing. Uh, Biology? Uh, doctor of uh, running from cops and omics. Uh, okay. And also he, uh, he wrote, those people within our building know my intentions and where I am coming from. I truly believe that and I apologize to those that don't deserve the backlash. Today was a good team win on to the next one now if he had been if this was back in the day and he wanted to accuse the the browns medical staff of you know whatever happened with joe jervicious or LaCharles bentley or any of that stuff that's one or thing gary baxter yeah. or, <laughs> or the thousand stuff. guys that got stabbed you know, yeah no that would have been legitimate yeah. uh, which by the way I, I was there when that happened and you know what we didn't do <laughs> throw your medical staff under the bus yeah we didn't throw anyone <laughs> under the bus you know it's like you know what we tried we tried to be a team we, we tried to essentially say like everyone who's you know wearing brown and orange you're, you're part yeah. of our team whether you're on the field or not and that's what bothers me about it is there's just no culture and there's no one there to check him and, and say dude stop talking like like stop saying this stuff because you're not a medical expert you don't know the specifics of his injury and and what's the point anyway of you throwing them under the bus like what good does that do by you saying that just say look he's a heck of a player he's not 100 percent you know, we know what he's capable of. And, you know, we still love the fact that he's out there fighting with us, even though he's not 100 percent. 
and and we hope he can get it fixed and he can still help us out. Like, leave it at that. Like, why do you have to bring in everything else into it to create more drama? And and also, that was back at a time, and you know this from when there was real issues like we just talked about, you know, when the Browns had three uniforms that year. It was, and you know this playing there, the home jersey, the road jersey, and then the hazmat suit. So that was something because dealing with uh, the Ebola. How long have you been squatting on that? (laughs) You've been squatting on that one for a while, haven't you? The Ebola breakout there uh, in Cleveland. I'm just saying, you know, uh, the, the dark cloud hover above uh, Berea, Ohio at that time. I just think that it was, you know, that was something that we should, uh, you know, at least point out. But when it comes to Baker Mayfield, look, this goes all the way back. Remember before the season when he called out um, Duke Johnson? When he called yeah. out Duke Johnson, there was a story yeah. that, that veterans approached him before then and said, hey, you know, maybe that wasn't the best idea. That wasn't all that cool. He called out Hugh Jackson after Hugh Jackson left. Uh, Daniel Jones in that article, uh, whether you think uh, it was, you know, not his intention or whatever his his point was during that time. It's just at, at some point. Like, when does he just get tired of having to apologize because he says something dumb and then just goes on and says, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to go play football. Like, when does that happen? Like, when when does that switch get to Hopefully when he grows and matures more. I mean, that's the bottom line. That's what it comes from. It just it sounds like a comment made by a guy who I guess isn't being as cognizant of what he represents. And or, or he thinks that, like, this is who I am and like it or love it. That's how I'm going to be. That's someone who's, you know, one, not very understanding of other people out there. And, and, and not getting the big picture yet. And I think if you know if you watched him play this year, there's been a little bit of that where I, he hasn't developed or he hasn't made the strides that I was hoping he would be. Um, you know, this year obviously for the Browns and for them to have more success. And look, maybe he'll finish strong, but it's it's all this stuff outside of the game itself that bothers you on top of what you're seeing from his play. I mean, he threw a bad interception today, um, and 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 that's just kind of the status quo for what this year's been. But he's not getting a ton of help and. And look, maybe this just manifests itself as as far as the frustration that he feels, considering the O line hasn't been great. Um, you know, some of the additions and the way it's worked out hasn't really worked out offensively. And you know, maybe he's just frustrated by the fact that you know they could have been better, and he's looking for someone to blame. That, that's that's the only logic you can make from why he would say something like this. Now, here you being uh, obviously from Ohio and growing up a Browns fan, um, this told me everything I needed to know about the season for the Browns going into the season. And it wasn't—I don't think we were the ones saying this, but there were a lot of people talking about the brand Browns being a dark horse AFC contender, winning the division. They were the favorites to win the division going no, in. No, I, I picked them to win the division. Okay. I wasn't going to pick them to go win the AFC. But there were some. Some people that looked at them and say, oh, you know, is this is this potential of a deep playoff run? But they were at least going to be a playoff team. So going into the year, you had all this hype. And here we are early December, 50 degree weather in Cleveland, which is if I'm, not, if I'm understanding this correct, that's pretty nice weather this time of year in Ohio. Oh, right? that is yeah. like that, that is like a, a that's like summertime. Yeah. OK, or, or, you know, 80 degree weather down in South Florida right now. Yeah. Tickets were eight dollars for this game. I mean, like it, it's almost like. People have just sort of, they're just exhausted with trying to figure out what the hell this team is. And even a December game when the weather's nice and they're playing a team which looks like a for sure win on the schedule, and even that game got dicey at times, like still $8 for a ticket to walk into the stadium. I just, I don't know what the, and you growing up in Cleveland know what a, a Browns team is like and what football is like there. Do they have the right personalities for a Cleveland type team? Because Odell Beckham. You know, we talked about it. Maybe he's not the right fit there. Who knows with Baker Mayfield? What's going to happen with Freddie Kitchens afterwards? It just seems like it, the way that it's been built is not working this year, and I don't see how it works next year. 
none of it matters if they just would have played well in one more games. I mean, that, that that's what cures it all, and that's how you kind of come away saying, oh, he's a perfect fit for Cleveland. Look at that. I mean, the conversation about Baker and the fit in Cleveland last year versus this year are polar opposites, and it's because of the success they had. And once he came in behind center, and then you know the expectations being so high – and not meeting those expectations, and then how he's handled it since then. So it's a combination of all that, but I think it's a combination of a lot of things. It's a combination of how Freddie Kitchens has prepared and handled things this year. It's a combination of this roster in the offseason being so loaded with guys who have you know, been, you know, made plays and been talented elsewhere that I just think the expectation for this team was that they were going to be able to go win the division and be able to eventually you know, maybe win a game or two in the playoffs and take that next step to be a team that can compete within the AFC, and it, it hasn't gone that way. Is Freddie Kitchens gone after the season? It's tough to tell. I think if we would have lost today, that momentum would have really built. Um, I hate to talk about this. I hate when the coach only I gets hate, one I hate year. It too. I, I hate when he only gets two years. I mean, I really feel like you should give a guy a few years if you really want to see what he's trying to build as far as the culture and all that. People don't take into account this, Jonas. When you get a new coach who's coming in there and a new staff – those guys are teaching you different technique. They're teaching you different fundamentals. You know, not all seven-step drops for a quarterback or a five-step drop for a quarterback are built the same. There's a different rhythm and timing to every offense. The routes are different and how you're asked to run them. And, and that's just for the some offensive guys. So that's what people don't understand is a lot of times – even with the guys that are there, they might want you to lose maybe 10 pounds of your offensive line because they want you to be a little lighter if they're going to run more of a zone scheme instead of a man scheme where maybe they want you to be a little bit a little bit bigger. Um, and so there's, there's all sorts of different things that you know go on when you have a coaching change. And that's the hard thing is if they start over again, I mean, one, who's going to want that job? You yeah. may look at the roster and say it's talented and maybe they've got a little bit of cap space and all that, but... I just I feel like you're looking at saying, well, yeah, what you're going to have me turn this around in a year? Well, Th- that doesn't make it, much sense. Okay, let me ask you this: more likely to be with the Browns next season, Odell Beckham or Freddie Kitchens? Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, I think I agree. Yeah. I, I I don't know how it. And and you talked about the Patriots. I mean, what are they, look? They're going to want a, a number a first round pick, right? I mean, the Browns are going to want a first round pick because they um, traded away a first I would, round pick for him. I, I would imagine, and 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 my, if I'm the Patriots. I would maybe look at doing that. And mm-hmm. reason being is, again, the window with Tom Brady, if indeed he comes back next year, uh, it's now, it's it's yesterday. It's not like in the future. Or it's, I mean, it, it's closing. And so that's one of the reasons. And the other thing is, like, Nikhil Harris is their first-round pick this year, a wide receiver. They haven't been great at drafting wide receivers, no. especially high. That's never really worked out for them. It's never been their game. So I, I think maybe they even feel like they're better off short term getting him now it might seem like it's a high price but it's worth it if he can be a big time difference maker uh brady quinn jonas knox here on fox sports radio as we come to you live from the geico fox sports radio studios all right coming up next so uh, it's been the big mystery of the football season for months we finally have our answer we will get to the bottom of it and have it for you next year yeah no no i know it's not funny yeah no, not even close yeah. Well, I didn't, it wasn't my decision to play it. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, Bobo, call Curious when you get a second. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm glad he's laughing about it. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's, he's laughing. You hey, Bobo, the- I just want to say it's been really good working with yeah, you, man. No, You're no, a great guy. Yeah, no, Outside of backing into your parking spot, yeah. I would say everything else, you deserve all the good things coming your way, except when your car gets sideswiped because you, uh, hey, you backed in. That's probably. karma. That's karma. That's Actually, called uh, back-in I- karma. No, I was parked correctly. The yeah. person who came Ooh, in but, hit me. But all those, oh, all those hey, times you, know, you didn't you, you park know, correctly. Came you want to know how they came the in? They backed in, Bobo. Yeah. That, that, that's now why that see. happened to you. Now you see. I all still right? don't get why backing in bothers you so much. It's annoying. It's, it, it's the entire... Well, one, it's annoying yeah. to Jonas's. It's, it's lazy, too. It's not it's even that it's work. lazy. It shows me that you're more in a hurry to leave than you are to get to work. Yeah, not me. That's not a good thing, man. Yeah. Last, you gotta be first one and last one out. Absolutely. And, and when you back in, you're basically saying, "I hate being here so much. I cannot wait to leave." Yeah, that's why I beat both of you guys here every day. Yeah, I but mean, first off, every day I, I I work for Fox Sports Radio once a week. Yeah, what well, are you talking about? Every, Sunday. every day. Yeah, but yeah, but we're we're preparing this show all throughout the week. I mean, there there are times like during TV where Brady is like taking notes, ready, getting ready for this show. Brady you is know. not thinking about you while he's on TV. I'm telling you, man, he is. Absolutely. You better believe no, that's, he is. To Bobo's point, that's definitely not true. Okay. Well, uh, you can go screw yourself. All right. Uh, Brady <laughs> Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. All right. The college football playoff rankings, Brady Quinn are out we know our matchups we are ready we see them we're getting prepared for them and i want to quickly go over these because i i want to hear just what you make of the matchups first of all uh lsu one ohio state two clemson three oklahoma four so it'll be lsu versus oklahoma ohio state clemson are you okay with the rankings in that order yes so I think I had a little bit of an issue with with LSU being number one. Now, what they did hasn't been done in a long time, okay? They beat five top ten teams when they played them, okay? That hasn't been done since Notre Dame back in 1943. That team went went to go on to win the national championship. But, by the way, do you want to hear some of the teams they beat that were those top ten teams, Okay. Michigan, all right, we're all aware of that. Northwestern, Northwestern was really good back then. Army, Navy, which, you know, back then you're talking about during, this is during World War II. So, um, you know, it's obviously some some really good programs back then. The other school, the fifth school they beat, that was a top 10 team. You want to take a guess? Hawaii. Uh, no, no, okay. not, not, not Hawaii. Sorry. Um, Iowa pre-flight. The hell is that? Iowa pre-flight. So Iowa pre-flight existed. It was like the Naval's branch at the University of Iowa. It sounds like a vocational school. It, it it wasn't. It was actually like the Naval Academy's like branch at the like at Iowa's school for three years. They had it during wartime for training and all that. They had three seasons. They went twenty six and five during the forty two, forty three, and forty four years. But they were a top ten ranked team at that point in time. They were they were really good at football. Hmm. There you go. Anyway, so it, it's uh, you know it's, it's it's almost unprecedented. We haven't seen someone do about? that. Like, can we talk about the damn rankings? The hell? Are That's you what talking I'm talking about. about. I'm I'm trying to tell you one of the reasons why I think they're ranked number one is when you take into account they beat another top ten team in Georgia. 
That's five. We have not seen a team do that you know, through the course of the regular season and conference championships. So <clears throat> it's unprecedented. And I think because of that, you give them the benefit of the doubt. I just don't know, man. Like, I know their defenses look good the past two games, but, you know, Georgia was missing uh, their best receiver. Cager was out. Pickens missed the first half. Um, Blaylock got hurt. I mean, it just they're not a great offensive team, so I don't think it was a good matchup for them. And so I think LSU looked great, and they have this year, but Ohio State to beat a team twice, yeah. it's really tough. And, and, and think about this. Like, people, a lot of times they'll knock your non-conference schedule. LSU went to Austin and beat Texas. They were a top-10 team at the time. That's a great win. Ohio State beat FAU, who won Conference USA. They beat Miami of Ohio, who won the MAC, And then they beat Cincinnati, who was the runner-up to Memphis, in the AAC. So even like their cupcakes, if you will, like from those teams, they were actually really good football teams in the group of five. And I also didn't like how people were just already calling it after the first half of the Big Ten championship game. Well, that's it. LSU's number one because of one half. It's almost like diminishing the fact that Wisconsin's a good football team. And I'd actually make that Ohio State's got even a, a stronger case based on what they did that second half. They were awesome. And so they came out, the, a team was prepared, Wisconsin was prepared, played really, really well. But Ohio State came out and dominated in the second half. So I didn't like that they were already calling it. You right. know, like all the precincts had been reporting right. and oh, it's over, the race is over. Well, and think about this. Who else has played three top 10 teams the past three weeks? No one. Yeah. Not LSU. So when you think about the fact they beat Penn State, Michigan at Michigan, and then Wisconsin in consecutive weeks, like, yeah, they might be a little bit beat up. They might not be playing like at their tip-top shape best or have their best performance. But to your point, they shut them out in the second half. They scored, what, 24 unanswered, 27 answered, whatever it ended awesome. up being. I mean, it was, awesome. it was ridiculous. Yeah. It was ridiculous. They played great. Um, and I, and I, I'm going back to this. Usually when you lose, when, you know, when you're an athlete, it's much easier to come back around for that next rematch and say, this is where we got beat. This is the adjustment we're going to make. And this is what we're going to try to do and try to, and try to win this time. Like, I think it's much easier for the team that loses to have a better chance and a better game plan the second time around, especially when they're somewhat equal in talent than the team that wins because you can be critical of your mistakes. But for the most part, you don't know what they're going to come back and counter you with the next time you see them. So I thought Wisconsin had a great game plan the first half. They showed it. But Ohio State showed a lot of resolve and and you know the ability to kind of fight through. They got tested, man, and and, and then they figured out how to do it. So the unfortunate part is now they got to play Clemson. And well, Clemson's as good as anyone in well, college football. And I also think, and and maybe we didn't discuss this enough, I don't think Georgia was punished enough for the South Carolina loss. I really don't. I mean, that, that's an egregious loss. South South Carolina. But they, but they didn't punish teams for that this year. If you look at any of the teams that had a loss or two losses, they really didn't punish you for that if you had beat top 25 ranked teams and if you had quality wins, like that just wasn't part of the formula. This would, year. You, they, would you have punished them more for that loss? No, because 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 here's the thing is you're you're getting way far down as far as how you're weighting each one of the pieces of criteria. And so if you're if you're trying to determine how you're going to rank teams, you know, who they lost to isn't as important, in my opinion, as head to head play. Did, did they play each other? That obviously matters common opponents did they both play the same team how they play versus that team those things matter more like who's played the more difficult schedule then like as a fourth or maybe fifth piece of criteria depending on how you're looking at them the health of the team and all that then maybe you're going to look at and say all right who'd they lose to 
And, you know, how they lose. They lose a four-win team at home. Uh, it looks pretty bad. But, you know, again, when you're measuring losses, I, I really I really think you're getting so far down there that you're probably missing the point of that case. Well, I, I here's but my bigger point is I think that even though they trailed in the first half, Ohio State's win over Wisconsin was more impressive than LSU's over Georgia. I really do. Because I, I, yeah. I, I don't I don't know. I, I think I think if Georgia and Wisconsin played right now, that'd be a really, really evenly matched Agreed. team. And I actually think Wisconsin might have a much better chance of winning than people realize. Um, now, so you mentioned this. Ohio State's going to have to play Clemson. Look, Clemson's sort of flown under the radar and been this, you know, I think because there, there, there were so many expectations, almost historic expectations on Clemson and Alabama coming into the season. And because of that one close performance against North Carolina and early on Trevor Lawrence wasn't turning the ball over more than a lot of people expected him to, there's sort of been this narrative on Clemson that, well, you know, they're just overrated. If Ohio State beats Clemson, who is fantastic right now if Ohio State beats Clemson and then beats LSU we're talking all-time teams here like we're talking all-time impressive performances if they've got to beat Clemson and then LSU and run the table like that they're entering into a, a different conversation when it comes to historical teams that we've seen or at least teams over the last decade plus yeah, you'd have to make the case they might be one of the greatest college football teams of all time if they were able to run the table and do that. And I think, honestly, you maybe were like making that case for either one, um, LSU or Ohio State, if they did it. But, yeah, no, I mean, it, Clemson, we were under, we've underestimated what they've done since that close win over UNC. We kind of wrote them off, and yeah. then you come to realize – Trevor Lawrence has thrown three or more touchdown passes in every single game since then. I think it was like eight games straight or something. Travis Etienne's averaging like 130 yards a game now on the ground. He's he he kind of came alive. Their defense has gotten better. Isaiah Simmons is a stud. So it just you know you're not really sure because you're watching them play teams in the ACC and you're saying this is a down year for the ACC, but they were dominant. I mean they beat everyone the way they should have beat them. And you know Dabo Sweeney made a big deal about. You know, people saying that they weren't this or they weren't that and, and try to use it as Baltimore material. I'm sure to motivate his team. But now now is the time to prove it. Like now is the time to showcase really what you're all about and just how good this team is, because I do think they're more they're more they're a more complete team than LSU is. I'll just I'll flat out say it right now. Yeah, better defense. They've got a better defense and, and their offense is just as explosive even though people don't want to give them that credit because they feel like they've played a weak schedule. So, you know, it's either, you know Clemson or Ohio State's going to be playing LSU. I think it's a foregone conclusion that Oklahoma is by far and away the weakest link in, in the college football playoff right now. You uh, you played, obviously, college football at the highest level at Notre Dame, Brady Quinn. Um, and I don't want – let me just ask you this. How difficult is it to win 28 straight games? They've won 28 in a row. It's it, – it's it's obviously extremely difficult, in particular the ones in the back half. You know, it, it's hard, and I don't care who it is because you've got to come out with 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 your best stuff every single week because everyone's going to give you their best shot. Yeah. You know, even those teams that you're looking at and saying, "Oh, that team shouldn't be able to keep it close," like North Carolina, for example, this year. Okay, like just because they have the freshman quarterback, and, and you know, you don't think they're going to be able to compete. You know, what's Mac Brown really about now? He's coming back and coaching. Yeah, they almost pulled off a huge upset. So that's what you constantly deal with when you're a defending champ. But on top of that, like any of these teams that – and we dealt with a lot of Notre Dame just because you're Notre Dame. And, and you have to think about it. Because you're an independent, everyone schedules you as that that non-conference game. Like you're that non-conference game on their schedule that, for example, with Georgia, because of that win – 
I think the college football playoff committee looked at them, you know, pretty highly and said, yeah, this is like, this bodes well for them. It helped out Michigan. Like Michigan, uh, you know, started to get on a roll. Like that was the game where after they beat Michigan or beat Notre Dame soundly at home, all of a sudden people looked at them and like, okay, maybe they can't compete with Ohio State. Like maybe this is a better team than we're giving them credit. Um, and so because of that, I always feel like you know, it's incredibly difficult. Like people don't realize how tough it is to be that consistently good it's just it's seldom seen uh brady quinn jonas knox here on fox sports radio from the geico fox sports radio studios uh all right coming up next uh, we will talk about an idea that could improve the world of football and i'm going to throw an idea at brady quinn and i'm almost positive he's going to tell me it's a horrendous idea okay so that'll be coming up next but for all the latest from around the world of sports including what is happening at the world's biggest toilet steve desager (laughs) you're talking about the coliseum that's right steve you got it just guessing by the way you mentioned Clemson with the 28 straight wins. Didn't Pete Carroll and USC win 33 straight, I think it was? And, and I believe so. Miami mm. won about 33, 34 yeah, in a row almost 20 years and, ago. You know, infractions yeah. of the I'm USC. not sure officially it's 33 straight yeah, wins I mean, now. Like, when you're illegally pushing guys yeah. over the end zone, I don't know. That, uh, uh, by the way, I, I hear Pete Carroll's back at the Coliseum where he did such great things for many years. Maybe they'll bring that up <laughs> yeah, on the telecast. Yeah, let's today. hope, because uh, a lot on the line. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Rams offense has just scored again. They're up 21-3 over Seattle in the final minute of the first half. They've just blown the doors off the Seahawks. This is 15 first downs and only 33 plays in the first half. Jared Goff's numbers, 15 of 18, 184 yards, and two touchdown passes. Malcolm Brown with a one-yard touchdown run. Rams looking to go to 8-5. and five. Seattle has a five-game winning streak on the line. Kansas City won at New England 23-16. The Patriots had won 21 straight at home. Tennessee, a 42-21 winner at Oakland. The game had been tied at the half. Chargers cruised at Jacksonville 45-10. Philip Rivers, three touchdown passes and three quarters of work. Jacksonville has lost five in a row. Pittsburgh sent Arizona to a sixth straight loss, 23-17. By the way, next Sunday night, it's the Steelers hosting Buffalo. San Francisco kicked a field goal on the final play to win 48-46 at New Orleans. Baltimore won its ninth straight, 24-17 at Buffalo. In college hoops, top 10 matchup at Virginia went to the Cavaliers, beating North Carolina 56-47. In the NBA, the Clippers Clippers won at Washington, 135-119. Kawhi Leonard, 34 points, and Paul George scored 27. Brooklyn beat Denver, 105-102. The Nuggets have lost 4-5 after they started this season, 13-3. And And yes, LSU was number one in the final college football playoff committee rankings. Ohio State and Clemson will face each other in the Fiesta Bowl. Oklahoma got the number four spot. The Sooners play LSU in the Peach Bowl in Atlanta. That'll be the 4 p.m. Eastern time start. The semis will be on Saturday, December 28th. The lineup for January 1st in the bowl games, Alabama against Michigan in the Citrus Bowl, Auburn, Minnesota in the Outback, the Rose Bowl, Oregon, Wisconsin, Sugar Bowl, Baylor versus Georgia on New Year's night, and Memphis makes it into the Cotton Bowl against Penn State December 28th. The Orange Bowl will have Florida, Virginia December the 30th. Back to you. Who's in the uh, SoFi Hawaii Bowl, Steve? That would be Hawaii. Yeah. Right. You mean the team that got screwed having to play 15 games this season? Just, Again, just making uh, sure. BYU. You, you know Hawaii. that's that's not like a bad thing for them, right? Oh, oh so you to play more games. Play 15 games? All no, right. Well, first off, their 15th game is their bowl game. They ended up playing in the conference championship game, which is a reward. Yeah, they played a road 13 game. games. Hear me out. There's a special exemption for Hawaii right. and like Alaska, right? Teams can come play them. Or they can go play elsewhere. And it won't count. 
it won't count. Well, it counts, but it won't count. It's it really can, more it for count against them. Is what I mean. Hey, 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 Desager, can you let me finish, buddy? <laughs> this is it, a it's, rule it's that's to help them the generate revenue. Yeah. So that, well, that's what that's all about. It's travel. not penalizing them in any way. Okay, so now I understand what you're saying. So for Hawaii and for Alaska, it's funny because I don't see anything. On my, I'm checking the box scores here. Did Igloo State happen to play an extra game, or was it just Hawaii? <laughs> you you realize there's the face of my Hawaii Rainbow no, there, Warriors. There's, there's another team this year that's played 13 games. Who? Uh, I'll, I'll go back and look through it. There's another team that had already played 13 games as well. well, well I know. And I'm not including the conference championship game. Well, There's it, two teams that added this season. Well, I know it was in South Carolina. Can we just mention that Hawaii, when they played Mountain West opponents, went 5-4 and four this year? Are they some sort of, what are you sticking up for them for exactly? Uh, well, they got nine, yeah, well, they got nine wins on the season. Four. Nine wins on the season, Steve. How about that? Yeah, well, I guess and, if you play 20 then, games, yeah, you got a chance. It, it's funny. And then they got to play a road game for the conference championship. I mean, come on. How many how many ways can you screw a team before we all want to sit back it's and go, so much you know what? There were road five game. a lot of teams, road games yesterday uh, for conference championships. Yeah, everyone plays on neutral sites. The difference was, like, they happened to be playing in Boise, and that's who they were playing against. Yeah, so, and it, it, yeah. just a terrible. T- it should have been in Las Vegas is what I think. That's, that's where it should have been. You know, uh, UNLV's not playing games. So. Hey, Boise's in the Las Vegas Bowl, but Hawaii's going to be home for a bowl game. Florida Atlantic's home for a bowl game. Listen, hey, if you guys are just going to let these egregious uh, attacks <laughs> on Hawaii football go and, and not talk about them. I also like, why isn't Cole McDonald in the conversation for the Heisman? I mean, how many more times can you light up uh, Navy before you get some respect or Army? First off, Hank Bachmeyer was on pace to be better than Cole McDonald this year before he got hurt. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's not go there. I all right. Okay. Well, listen. don't challenge him on Mountain West football. Yeah, all right. Let, let's. All right. Let's. Let's talk about making an impact here, Brady. All right. You know, I'm. I'm a big fan of affecting lives. All right. I'm a big fan of affecting lives. Can I affect the lives? Of, by the way, a live bet Jesus coming up ten minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Looking to right the wrongs of being screwed last week. Um, can I just say this? Reseeding in the NFL. Can I throw an idea at you? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, well, here's well, the idea. All right. Here's the idea. Um, I think. That if a team finishes 500 or below, then we reseed. All right. So, like, if the uh, uh, whoever wins the NFC East, if they're seven and nine or eight and eight, and they go to the playoffs, they do not get to host a playoff game. That goes to the team with the higher seed. And by the way, in advance, you're welcome, Roger Goodell, and everybody in uh, in New York listening. You're welcome. Yeah. So that's not an original idea. We've obviously heard a lot of teams talk Thanks, about man. wanting to change the seeding once we get to the playoffs to reward teams for winning not only divisional games but uh, obviously their their conference games, etc. But just overall, having a, a higher overall record, which it's, it's already kind of set up that way mm-hmm. right yeah um and so you don't really need to necessarily recede you're just talking about the one specific you know the, the one specific time where you've got a team that i don't know like the seattle seahawks back almost what eight years ago or so they go seven and nine they win their division they get to host a wild card round playoff game they actually won that game uh, which is kind of crazy considering they get to eight and nine, still couldn't end up getting mm-hmm. 500 because they lost in the uh, divisional round. But yeah. nevertheless, you feel like it's an unfair advantage. I do. My only response would be tough luck, dude. That's why it's, it's so important to win your division. That's why we have divisions. I actually don't mind it, and I actually like the precedent that the NFL is setting. So I know for a fact the owners give 
zero craps about that particular well, subject. It's funny you bring that word up because because basically what we're saying is, hey, if you've got a small child, reward them if they crap their pants. Like if they crap their pants in public, reward them. If they break something in public, let's reward them. These teams in the NFC East have defecated down their legs the entire season, and we're going to reward them with a home playoff game. They should not get the revenue. They should not get the advantage of being at home. And I'm trying. Listen, I'm trying to make the NFL a better place, and uh, unfortunately, you don't want to make the NFL a better place, and that's a bummer. That's a shame. Brady Quinn. It's all about winning your division, Jonas. That's yep. what it's about. Players know that. Coaches know that. And if you don't, you understand you're subject to having to go on the road. And it's just how it works sometimes. And honestly, you can call it a disadvantage, but there are some teams that have ridden off through the wild card to actually win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, and not that many, though. Uh, all right. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, we do have a development. Uh, we needed that the proof of Pete Carroll coaching at USC for the last game in the Coliseum. We just got it. It was sent over to me via Twitter. So oh, that's big. That is big. Needed that one. Huge, Brady Quinn. Huge for that TV prop bet. Yeah, uh, I think Army is the other team that plays thirteen games. By the way, okay. Uh, st- uh, listen, I've moved on. I'm, ju- I'm just, I'm just telling you. There's the other team that plays yeah. thirteen games. I'm uh, pretty sure it's Army this right. year. What about fifteen? Because Hawaii's going to have to play fifteen. Uh, well, they don't have. I don't believe Army played in a conference championship game. Okay, so that wouldn't give them that fourteenth game, and then they they should be playing in a bowl though. So. Nick Rolovich getting uh, looked at, uh, you know, if Brian Kelly leaves Notre Dame, maybe they'll go to Nick Rolovich. How about that? Yeah, no chance on that. Although he may be a potential candidate for Fresno State. Jeff Tedford had to step down due to health concerns. Who would would want a demotion and go to Fresno State from Hawaii? I mean, come on. Wow. How about that? Just throwing mud at uh, Fresno State and the Bulldogs, right? I got some mud down here, pal. Derek Carr might might be pretty upset about that. (laughs) I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. All right, coming up next, Live Bet Jesus is here. Uh, He was absolutely screwed over last week on national radio, but he wants his revenge, and I have a good feeling he's going to get his revenge. Money-making time next year on Fox Sports Radio. That guy over there is Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you could check out this show on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, coming up uh, in a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR, we have got another action-packed hour here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Brady Quinn has some concerns. He's got a couple of concerns about two Super Bowl contenders, so we will get that for you here coming up a little over 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, by the way, what is the beer, Brady Quinn, before we hear from Live Bet Jesus, who I, I'm assuming is going to be making an appearance here shortly, what was the beer that Marcus Peters was shotgunning? Do we no have, idea. No I, idea. I would, I would love to it wasn't really out. a shotgun. It was more like he was crushing it. Like he was literally squeezing the beer out of it. Like the Stone Cold Steve Austin move. Yes. Yeah. Exactly that. I mean, because I, I would I would love to find out if we could, uh, in fact, Lee DeLapp, um, listen, I know you're not a big drinker or anything. If you could if you could look that up. Uh, Lee, have you already figured it out? Uh, let's go live to our, I've already identified the beer because I'm having the same one right now inside our Lee DeLapp for the latest. Lee? My best guess is this is a Coors Light. Ugh. That's huh. rough. I wouldn't. Th- what do you mean it's rough? Coors Light. It's the Coors Light, man. Well, are you at a lake? Is there no other options? I mean, come on. Are you're we, in are we uh, really? Is this, is this where you start to do your little stupid <laughs> IPA thing and all that? No, I'm not doing IPA. It's just if you had your option, wouldn't you go? Bud you know Light what? Over Coors this Light? is where you don't relate to the common. No, no. Man. Wouldn't you go? You, no, okay. you start. You start disrespecting Coors Light. Okay. Listen. Which has been around for a long time. Okay. Show cool. some damn respect. 
for right. Coors Light, right, okay? Cool. So, tap the Rockies. Yeah, so it's been around. No, I want to so, hear you hey, tap okay, the Rockies yeah, right the now. The serial killers have been around for a long time, too. We're going to celebrate them? I mean, come on, man. Cor- you're telling well, me that's not you the oldest profession. Okay, you're telling okay. We're going to go that direction. All right, all right, so next week, we're going to celebrate Jack the Ripper, everybody. That'll be, we'll do a whole segment on Jack the Ripper. Can I just say this? If you had your option, you wouldn't go Bud Light over Coors Light? It Coors Light, 100%. Oh, Coors Light I had enough Bud Light? Bud Lights in my life. Oof. Bud Light, Miller Light kind of got burnt out. Here, here was the phase. Oof. Natty Light, okay, because it's cheap. It's disgusting, but it's cheap. And when you're young, you're like, I don't have a lot of money, so if I want to get drunk, I'm going to have to get something cheap. Okay, Natty bu- Light's the first one. Natty Light, Bush then, Light, or Keystone? No, Natty Light. Then you, transition, then you transition to Miller Light, which we called Nick Lachey's, because back when Nick Lachey mm-hmm. was married to Jessica Simpson, he seemed to only or exclusively drink Miller Lights. So we okay. just called those Nick Lachey's. Interesting. That phase kind of burnt out after yeah, a while. Yeah. Then it went to Bud Light. And I got to be honest with you, that wasn't a very long phase. I've never really been a big Bud Light fan, more of like a Bud, like more of the Bud Heavies, you know, like the turkey dinners, like the 500 calorie, just normal Budweiser <laughs> beers. Um, <laughs> that's, that's probably overstating how many calories, You're but there's a, a lot. You're douchebag. Can I just say this on the air? You are a D-bag. Sure. Okay, what do you, what do you, Go what, ahead and say okay, it. Okay. What, what, what are you talking about? The turkey dinners. What, what, are we, what, what Midwestern slang are we talking about here, man? I'm it's telling like a you, Thanksgiving dinner. It's, right. it's, it's like that's how many calories are in your normal Bud Heavy. Okay? <laughs> okay. You get your Bud Lights, you get your Bud Heavies. That's, it's all, it's it, also stronger. It also right, is stronger. Well, yeah. I mean, there's, there's 400 different, you know, 400 more calories. It should be stronger. Yeah. Uh, so, so you graduate up from all that. Uh, okay, that's listen. And also, I, I, I just think that majority of people out there um, would would go Bud Light over Coors Light because if they weren't, then why did Coors Light have to team up with Miller Light to try and compete against Bud Light? You know what I'm hey, saying? Look, that may be the case, but I, I think you're disrespecting Coors Light. Like hey. it's not a good beer. It is probably the most refreshing on a hot summer day. Okay, all right, Rolling Rock. What do we think about Rolling uh, Rock? I don't. Big I fan. can't remember the last time I've had a Rolling from the, Rock from the glass line. Heineken, Stella. You can start going on down the line. Like there's some, yeah, there's some good beers. I mean, Rolling. I just say I think there there are some good beers out there. I, I like the logo of Rolling Rock more than I do the beer. Yeah, like I think it looks cool bottle. to be holding. I agree. It like looks cool to be holding a Rolling Rock, I agree. but if you're drinking, you're like this tastes like it doesn't taste very good. Uh, I don't. I don't think that's that's appropriate. I don't think it's. Uh, okay I'd rather that. have a Stella. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, after that commercial, they keep playing where the dad asks his son to help him with the dishes. I'm, I don't ever want to drink a Stella again because I'm sick of it. Uh, look, at least it's not as bad as a Peloton commercial, okay? Because apparently like, everyone's just looking to be offended at this point, so... Nobody. Oh, okay. All right. Every, commer- okay. Commercials and beers aside, uh, here on Fox Sports Radio, the lights are out in the studio now. All right. Are you happy? The lights are out in the studio. I, I can't see anything. I, I, what the hell is going on here? I cannot see anything. Uh, TVs. Uh, traffic has stopped outside. Brady Quinn. What the hell is? What the hell is that? Oh, Bobo's laughing. Okay, that's funny. All right. So here we go. Uh, there's a piece of paper falling down onto the desk. Brady Quinn. It actually has already arrived here. It has nothing to do with the fact that we're late in the segment here. It is tonight on the 8th day of December 2019 that I, live bet Jesus, proclaim the pick to be the Seahawks plus 14 and a half. How about yeah, that? Seattle possible. plus 14 and a half, Brady Quinn. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, I can see that happening. Interesting. Uh, all right. I'm offended by Peloton. Can I just say be. that? Yeah. Yeah. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Could there be some concerning issues with a couple of Super Bowl contenders? We will get to the bottom of that here coming up in just a couple of moments. That guy over there is Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can check out this show on the iHeartRadio app and on over 200 Fox Sports Radio affiliates or if you are listening right now on the podcast, we always appreciate a few minutes of your time as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance visit geico.com for a free rate quote my man brady quinn jonas uh you know this is going to be interesting second half because one live bet jesus obviously is he's expecting the seattle seahawks to do something here right he's expecting them to come yeah. back into this game they just uh, did. You know, but the rams like they're hanging on for dear life and i'm, I'm just telling you man desperation is a crazy motivator in the nfl uh even though even though um, the Seahawks now are, uh, you know, they're, they're climbing back in this. Yeah. There's maybe some Jared Goff mistakes that are now coming into play. Yeah, a little pick six, if you will, a little pick six, and it looked like uh, Diggs read the entire way. You can see in the background uh, that he had about a what 20 pickup he's been. I know. Um, well, look. Going back to him and the Lions, there were reports players were not happy about that trade when he was traded away from Detroit, and. 
I, I'm not. I know we don't like. To it talk hasn't about, worked out well yeah, for yeah. Uh, for Matt Patricia. Um, yeah. I I I don't know what his situation is with that team, that organization. That's going to be the curious one because I I could see them wanting to maintain uh, retain him, just based on well, you know, injury at quarterback, and you know, I mean, I don't know if we've really got a fair shot at being able to judge him. They're competitive in a lot of games, but they've just the losses have stacked up. Um, you, know. you know what it is though? He's tied to Bob Quinn. And and Bob Quinn, that's who brought him in, and he's the one that said nine and seven wasn't good enough. What was that? Jim Caldwell, who was the head coach then? Yes. So that's the hard part is now you're looking at the product this year, and I think he should get one more year. But man, if if they don't show out next year, if this team can't compete in the NFC North, that's probably the end of it. Not only for Matt Patricia, but also for Bob Quinn. Um, yeah. So it, and and with uh, Diggs returning this and a pick six there, uh, Seattle cuts the lead down, uh, twenty one to uh, to nine is It'd the score. It'd be nice there. to hit a, few, hit a PAT though, right? Yeah. Yeah, that would yeah. be nice. Absolutely. Definitely would. <laughs> Definitely would. Absolutely. Um, so that's the situation at the Coliseum. Um, one of the conversations I want to have with you, though, and and you, we watched this game. Uh, we discussed it earlier. 49ers Saints, one of the games of the year so far. San Fran goes down, uh, down the field on a massive play by George Kittle, wins in New Orleans. And so this is a game, as far as seeding goes in the NFC playoff picture, is a big deal. Is anything from these two teams? Because Seattle looks like the real deal. New Orleans, we know and we think, looks like the real deal. Anything concerning from either of these teams moving forward that you say, God, I just don't like that. I, I, I don't like how that looks, and that could be a problem uh, when they do get to the postseason. You talking about San Fran and New Orleans? Or yeah, San Fran to? and New Orleans. Um, no, not really. I mean, honestly, I feel like both. it was a pretty fair match. Both teams are about where I kind of expected them to be. I think we're always going to have questions about Jimmy Garoppolo because he doesn't have what Drew Brees has, and that's the history, and that's a Super Bowl ring. So we tend to feel more confident in Drew Brees' ability to come up in that big moment the way he needs to because we've seen them do it before. And I just think for the entire 49ers team, there's always going to be that little bit of doubt in our minds, and we're going to say, yeah, but. Like, no matter what they do, great win in New Orleans, yeah, but, you know, when they get the playoffs, well, can they do it again, or can they beat another team? Like, like that always ends up being – how we how we kind of internalize our thoughts on a team that we haven't seen a, seen doing in a long time, and so for that reason, I think you're always going to see the doubts, or you're going to have your doubters out there. But that doesn't mean that like this this San Francisco team, it could be the year where they surprise everyone and they go on that magical run and find themselves in the Super Bowl. I, I think the conversation about the AFC is just as intriguing this year because of New England now and Baltimore emerging and some of the other teams in the AFC that are playing really good football. Tennessee got a good win on the road um, the, you know, this week versus Oakland. You're starting to kind of see some things take shape. And I think it's that's becoming a really interesting conversation, too, because it's largely been dominated by two teams. Like, we yeah. knew the NFC is going to have a number of teams biting for that top two spots because that's always like that. Um, and, and here's what I want to ask you uh, before we transition to the AFC. On the Jimmy Garoppolo, because it does feel like there's a lot of haters out there. Um, and I, I defended him early in the season. You remember he had that preseason game against the Broncos, and he looked yeah, terrible. Yeah. Well, that uh, became after that, early that week, he threw like five straight picks in practice. Right. Stupid. And, and yeah. so, and so, so I, I always thought, well, look, man, the guy's coming off a major knee injury. I, I think, you know, it, health is one thing. Also, you know, still trying to pick up the offense. He hasn't played a lot of games up until that point. 
um, uh, Nick Mullins had played more games in San Francisco as a quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo did. But I feel like there's a couple of things happening. One, he got his contract. And so a lot of people feel like he got paid too early. And two, he's a former Patriot and he went to dinner with a porn star. And I think that has led to a lot of people being overly critical because in a lot of big moments, he's been great. I'm sorry, which part? The porn star part or the Patriot part? Both of them. No, you gotta got to pick one. Like, one, one outweighs the other. <sighs> All right, let me see. Okay, look, can I just do the math? And, uh, yeah, yeah, add, add this right, up. Let me, so let me yeah. see. All right, so New England, a lot of success, a lot of Patriots, fans and haters out there. People think the organization cheats, blah, 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 blah. Hangs out with a porn star, and then there's a lot of people that are envious because, like, they can't really say out loud that they recognize that porn star because then their wife will know that they look at porn, so then that kind of creates a guilt problem and so then they got to clear their search history and then like one forearm's bigger than the other and it's like all these blah, blah, blah. I'll go with the Patriots part hmm. yeah that's probably right yeah I mean no one's gonna knock a guy for going out with a porn star are they no I don't think so I don't think no. there's anything wrong with it no yeah. I think they actually expect it like that, that's I mean it's not something that I did but obviously it's it's something that is probably expected more so than anything else when you're an NFL quarterback yeah, look I, I think it's a different also I think that there's a little bit of a double standard like if, if a guy uh, walks in with a porn star it's different than if a woman were to walk in with a porn star it's a different conversation like <laughs> what is that conversation okay, well then? the conversation like how do you introduce them like uh, if you're a guy and you walk in and say uh, hello everybody uh, meet Mariah Cherry they're gonna go okay <laughs> that that all right that's awesome but like if a woman were to walk in and say hi i'd like you to meet my boyfriend johnny depth it's just it's a different it, it's different conversation you know, it, it's, i mean it's i think brian cherry i'd be curious to see like does she have a christmas album yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I, think we're, I think we're talking about different mariahs here but oh, okay. you know you know my point but don't you okay. it does feel like though there's there's some uh maybe not deserve undeserved hate on jimmy garoppolo and it feels like a lot of this is the patriot stuff and i think i think he's played pretty well at times and i do think they can go a long way with him especially with george kittle in the lineup george kittle was awesome today had the play of the game um, I, I just, I wonder though with the Saints, and you break this stuff down, and I know Drew Brees looked good early on, but at what point, I mean, late in that game, there were a couple of balls that were just bad balls. Uh, he threw a couple in the ground, uh, floated another one. Like we started to see this last year, and I wonder if we see this again this year, this is also a season in which he took multiple games off because of the injury. You know, like when does when does that problem start to start to come up? Whether it's having to play an extra game because they don't have a bye week in the playoffs or what? I just I, I'm still wondering whether or not Drew Brees uh, can deliver down the stretch and has the arm strength to get it done because we saw him kind of fatigue out last year. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, look, he's got a plenty of arm strength, and I, I think the other thing that he's always played with that supersedes that when you don't have a strong arm is anticipation. You know, he gets the ball out when it's supposed to be out on time, and, and you don't have to have the biggest arm in order to do, to do that. That. When you've played as long as he does, this game is so slow. And it allows you then to really foresee things happening before they ever happen. And you can put that football out there to certain spots. So uh, I'm not concerned about that at all. I think the thing I'm more concerned about is Alvin Kamara and that rushing attack. If they don't have that sort of balance, and we talked about the fact that if they're not the number one seed, if they don't have home field throughout, they're going to have to have that. When you get an inclement weather, you're getting you know, bad parts, you know, bad wind, that sort of thing. You got to have balance. You got to be able to run the football and play good defense. We know they can play good defense. Today might have been an exception, but the running game is is what I'm more concerned with. And you know, again, today I thought Latavius Murray did a decent job. Kamara, not so much. He's more what I'm really concerned with right now. 
Um, now, you mentioned the AFC. As we look at the AFC right now, if the playoffs were to begin today, and they don't, which makes this a dumb conversation, but let's just have it anyways. Um, the uh, Patriots and the Ravens would get bye weeks, and you'd have Kansas City and Pittsburgh opening up the playoffs. If you're Kansas City, and say things hold the way that they're holding right now, and Kansas City sticks with the third spot, if you're KC... Do you want any part of Tennessee sneaking into that sixth spot in the postseason? Because Tennessee looks pretty good right now, and Tannehill's throwing the ball really well. Yeah, they, they look good. Um, and to be A.J. Brown, what a stud that kid is. I mean, a second-round find, the kid out of Ole Miss. I mean, he gets the ball in his hands. He, and I met him at the combine. He didn't look that big, but granted, they're holding in sweats. That dude seems so hard to bring down. He's like a running back once he gets the ball. So, um Tannehill six and one out as a starter, completely transformed things. Like that's a team that plays just kind of a tough brand of football. Like they they're physically going to beat you up. That's what Mike Vrabel does, and and then they're going to try to run the football, and then Tannehill's going to make take some shots off of that. So I, I'm with you. I think they're like a sneaky disruptive team yeah. for whoever would play them, just because the style of football they play, and then how well Tannehill has played for them this year. And then also let's remember Tennessee did beat. Kansas City yeah. at Kansas City a couple yeah. of years ago. That was a Marcus Mariota game. Although there yeah. was a who was the quarterback for the, the Chiefs then? Um uh, uh, Alex Smith, correct? That's right. Yeah, That's Alex right. Smith. So, a little bit um, different now. Yeah, bit different. Uh, no, they're different. Uh, but I will say this: very different the conversation. I don't think it's that much different. I mean, uh, like, no, I, I think arm strength is comparable. I think um, okay, you know the look go. is comparable between Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. Um, and again, that's just me watching the all twenty twos. Like, right. and and I'm an all twenty two guy. It's just what I do. Right. Um, but uh, if we do you can, know why they call it the all twenty two. Well, yeah, because you can see all twenty-two players. That's correct. Yeah. See, that, that, that's why yeah. you know. You, that's why you're so well versed in all yeah, this. Yeah. You know what? In fact, ask me something else. You know, this is okay. how confident I am right now. Ask me something. Anything you want in your football knowledge box? There. Go ahead and pull something out of your box. Uh, who is Iowa pre-flight? Iowa pre-flight. Are you ready? Yep. It's what you take at the airport before you fly out of Iowa. <laughs> That is correct. Yeah, there yeah, it is. That is correct. That's, that's, uh, that's what I do. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, is he going to get a contract in the offseason? Are they going to franchise him? Well, I mean, look, the way he's playing, if you're really pushing your leverage, you force him to slap the franchise tag on you. Then that allows them that extra period of time to work out a long-term deal. And you come to an agreement working off the franchise tag as your floor for the first two years of the deal. Or, or using the first-year franchise tag, second franchise tag. That's how you structure the first two years of guarantees. And then you move from there. Um, you know, try to offer him one now, but... You know, again, he's he's playing so well. I don't know why he would, unless he really wants to do a team friendly deal because they're the team that picked him up this offseason, right? They're the team that gave him the next chance. So I, I don't know. I mean, they'll probably end up what nine and seven because they've done that the last three years, and and he'll eventually get tagged, and then they'll come to a, a you know a long term contract for him. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. I want to let you know we are brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. All right, coming up next, um, maybe the most confusing quarterback situation in the entire NFL and we will get to the bottom of it next here on FSR Jonas Knox Brady Quinn here Fox Sports Radio 
Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up in about 10 minutes from now here on FSR, uh, we will have another award-winning edition of Over-Unders. Uh, hopefully no shenanigans this time from Brady Quinn as he tries to doctor audio to, to get what happened? Is that what um, happened last week? Well, listen, I, uh, I You know, I, I take Over-Unders seriously because some of our fans, I know you do. some of our listeners, they actually try to place bets on this stuff. And then you go and try to doctor stuff like you did last week to ruin it all. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who I'm more upset at, you or Lee, because <laughs> Lee's supposed to be the unbiased one, and behind closed doors, he's just coming up with these shenanigans hey. every single week. It's the way it's done, man. You know, we got to. Uh, we we want to get to the bottom of stuff here, and I didn't. F- I I didn't feel like my voice uh, captured what the pick was the week before. Um, so we wanted to make sure that we did get it right the uh, the next time around. So, but again, we were because uh, I'm a man of my word. I gave you the win. Uh, uh, underline gave you the win. Gave. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because uh, I didn't win that one. You sure yeah. about that? Uh, Greg Zerline, Greg the leg, just had a field goal blocked. So the Seattle Seahawks down twenty-one to nine. Brady Quinn, five minutes and change That's left to go in the third quarter. Absolutely. Uh, so this is uh, Seattle looking to get back in this game. And when you consider all the close games they've won all year long, this would be fitting that Seattle would go down the field, score here, uh, figure it out in the fourth quarter, and then get a win at the Coliseum, which yep. we talked about. Yep. Massive, massive game uh, for seeding purposes uh, in the NFC. Um, can I ask you something? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, man. What's up? Is Jameis Winston good or is he not? <laughs> I just I just want to know. Can somebody help me with that? <laughs> um I think he is. There's a couple things that play. Um, they don't have much of a running game, at least not a consistent running game. Um, so that's something that I think has plagued him over his entire career for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, I just, it's hard when you don't have any help, you don't have much balance at all. Um, Ronald Jones was absent today, last week. You know, really, for the majority of the season, Peyton Barber was good last week. This week, he didn't do much, um, and so it makes it tough. But they also play a style where Bruce Arians wants him to push the football down the field. He wants him to take chances. He wants him to to throw the vertical passing game and push it downfield. So, with in doing that, there's going to be some interceptions. There's going to be some bad plays. Now, some of his interceptions just look awful. But there's also some times where, you know, the, the, the interception, he had five interceptions in London, okay? Three of those picks weren't on him. And and so you kind of go back and you look at it and you're like, all right, you know, let's let's, let's say, well, I think it was what, Brashad Perriman, you know, was with the team at that point. Yeah. There was, and, and all three of those picks ended up being targeted towards him. He was on his, you know, on, on a different page doing something else. Uh, and so when you take away some of that, you go, yeah, actually, he's a little bit better than people are giving him credit. He's just on a really bad team. Remember, he was the number one overall draft pick. And as much as he maybe hasn't played his best football, he still played some good football at times. And he was drafted to a team that was awful. OK, uh, consider, you know, you could say, oh, well, Jared Goff was the number one overall pick. Yeah, but that roster had a, like a few more pieces when you look at how they racked up some of those defensive players and other guys that were there before Goff got there, right? I mean, it helps to have a guy like Aaron Donald. Um, but that's beside the point. What, what I'm trying to say is I, I think he's going to be their quarterback of the future. I wouldn't be surprised by that. There are some things he does that I think they're still trying to work on kind of honing him in, but I also think it's by design for as far as him taking chances and 
you know, when the other team ends up intercepting the football. And it's always worked with Bruce Arians and quarterbacks everywhere he's gone. I mean, you can go back the last time the Browns were in the playoffs, Bruce Arians, I think was the OC. Yep. So he, yep. he's, he's made it work everywhere he's gone. Pittsburgh, Indianapolis on multiple stops, uh, what he did with Arizona. Didn't they win a playoff game with like Ryan Lindley or Drew Stanton as a, as a quarterback? Or at least they were in a playoff game. I remember they that. They were in one, I think, with Lindley. I don't think they won it. Um, but so, so Bruce Arians obviously knows what he's doing. I just, I, I think they're in a tough spot because I, I don't know that they know what to do because if he came out, it, look, it's obvious what's going to happen to Marcus Mariota in Tennessee. They haven't, they have an understanding and idea. Okay. A clear answer. And it's almost difficult for Tampa Bay because like you said, he'll make some, some throws and it's like, dude, what are you doing? And then he'll make some other throws. And it's like, Jesus, that guy's got an elite arm and he's, he's a very good player, but he's got 20 picks on the season. Okay. But he also has Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, who both are over a thousand yards this year. I agree. I mean, Mike Evans has been over a thousand yards every year of his career. And obviously that has a lot to do too with Jameis. I agree. There's a lot, look, there's a lot of things that I think interceptions are the hardest thing because it's what the knock was on him coming into the NFL. Mm -hmm. And so if you can't show growth, if you can't feel like you've, you know, turned the the tide on all that, then it makes it a little bit more difficult. But uh, look, he's been a, a good, you know, a good person, I think, off the field for the most part. There's there was one incident, but that was years ago, and yeah. he just ended up getting punished for it. Uh, what was that last season, I believe? Yeah. Well, and and people looked at that like, God, this guy's never going to learn. But no, that was a story that came, that was year, two years earlier. Um, I think it was almost like three. Yeah. But, yeah. It, he, but, but you know, not not to you know give him an excuse, but there it is. I think he is a different guy, and it seems like. You know, he he's a pretty good teammate. Like we don't hear players, you know, complain about him in the locker room. There's none of that going on. I just so what do they do? Do you think they franchise him? Do you think they give him a short term deal? Do you think that he gets a, a massive contract extension? Like where does Tampa Bay go with this best guess moving forward? I, I would say they'd probably try to give him a short term deal offer. If he doesn't take that, then you end up franchise tagging him. And see how next year's go. And, and you just go on a, a year by year basis because if you're the Tampa Bay Bucks, it's not a bad deal to find yourself in. It may be a big cap hit for next year, uh, but you also aren't, you know, wrapping up capital into a quarterback that you might be unsure about. This is only their first year with them. Maybe they want to see another year with them. Maybe they want to kind of build around them in the offseason with Bruce Arians there as head coach and, and see what, how things go. And so I think the franchise tag route for him probably makes a lot of sense. And they can try to, you know, you know, do do an extension somewhere in the ballpark of three years where maybe, you know, there's a year or two in guarantees. And then after that, you've got all the leverage on your side as the team. And if you want to trade them away for, you know, whatever draft picks or players in exchange, you can do that if it's not working out. So I think that would probably be the the plan that I would I would try to implement. But you know, again, I'll put it this way. There's probably an 80% chance he's back there next year as their quarterback. I don't think he's going to be somewhere else. And I don't, and if he is somewhere else, he's probably competing for a job. I don't imagine they're bringing him in purely as a backup. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, uh, before we get to, uh, to Steve DeSego to find out the very latest from around the world of sports, let's get to the, I mean, look, there, there was a star in that game. I mean, there's a star, a full-blown star. Maybe people don't realize he's a star, but he's a star. Quentin Nelson. One of my favorite players on planet Earth right now. Um, was there a moment where Quentin Nelson really showcased himself before the game? Uh, yeah, between the yeah, Colts there and was the a, there was a moment where I, it looked like Quentin Nelson almost killed a man. 
No, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm serious. Like, I, I think he almost killed Bradley Pinion. Um, so this is what happened. Pre-game, Pinion's punting. So specialists typically get out there before any other group. You know, even quarterbacks, they get out there really early. They're testing the wind. They're warming up their legs, and they're kicking because they need a they need a bigger portion of the field. Because once everyone else gets out there, they're taking up a, a large portion of it, right? So they're they're done punting. They're really not able to do a whole lot. So. Pinion gets out there. He happens to be punting. Quinn Nelson's out there. Quinn Nelson gets hit in the head with a football. He turns around. He is livid. And so he starts walking back towards Pinion, starts to, starts to have words with him. A coach had to, to separate him, which if he wanted to, I'm sure Quinn Nelson could have snapped both of them in half. And then he proceeded to walk over to his sideline, grab a football, and then punt it into the direction of Pinion before the game. I it's love just him. he's I I look I didn't even play with him I know he's a Notre Dame alum but he is one of my favorite all time I love him my favorite players are Quentin Williams from the New York Jets because he has the best interviews by far love that kid and then Quentin Nelson like watching him play gives me it's just it's, it's the greatest <laughs> thing to watch okay. all right you put that one back in the holster very good see that is, that is a radio yeah, veteran yeah, I'd, I'd refrain myself yeah, that, that's a uh, that's a, a a a man who realized. In the moment, we are on the air. That is that is a, a veteran move there by Brady Quinn on the radio. I'm proud of you. I, I'm, I'm proud of you. I mean, you. a year and a half ago, would have just dropped that and then looked around and said, wait, you can't say that on the air? What do you mean? <laughs> um, I, yeah, I love Quentin Nelson as well, too. Um, pound for pound, best player in football? Um, yeah, that would he would be right up there. Yeah. I, I don't know that we've seen anyone play as consistently at a high level on the offensive line since he's gotten into the league. And you might be able to make that case for any position. So he's definitely up there. Uh, Brady Quinn Jonas Knox here on FSR. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. I got the reading. All right, uh, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, we will have over-unders where Brady Quinn and I, and I try and do it on the up and up. All right, I try and be the honest one here. So we will get to that here as we tell you what happens in the week ahead in the world of sports. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, roll out that red carpet in your ears and welcome aboard Stephen DeSager. Hello, gentlemen. And since we talk all things football, not just college and NFL, of course, we've had CFL discussions this month on this show. The uh, whatever that league was called with the San Diego Fleet playing on Sunday night in the past year we we talked a lot about that i'm sure we'll the have AAF. thank you thank you the yeah. alliance yeah we have, we'll have plenty of xfl conversation no doubt coming jonas right right uh yeah i mean listen Waiting. uh yeah I, I, you know lee and i are discussing uh, <laughs> the problem the is that there would be a double xfl if you know what i mean where, where jonas is going with it to sager <laughs> bang boom uh, yeah <laughs> there was a uh, saturday night live reference to the xfl after they made new uniform news this past week that got him a little bit of press how about that uh, one-liner by brady there huh steve yeah well, uh, yeah andrew, andrew dice quinn apparently <laughs> apparently he's worked with you before <laughs> anyway michael che on the saturday night live uh, news last night the xfl has unveiled its new uniforms for the league's upcoming season and at the same time they'll be shipping them directly to haiti <laughs> see i'm offended i'm offended uh, I want to be offended. I'm not, but I want to be because everyone else is nowadays about everything. <laughs> yes, so yes, I think the want to be offended. Work. I think the XFL. Hey, is Desager, work. will you buy me a Peloton so I can be offended? <laughs> <laughs> Define want it to work. By the way, 
<laughs> I want the XFL to work. Because you know yeah, what? what? What does that mean? Define work. Uh, but I, I, I think more it's gonna, than one season. I, finish I, its first season. I, I think it's going to be successful, and I'm really happy that we at Fox will be airing XFL games here on the network. I'm thrilled. Not on I the radio too. network. Yeah, I, I really am too. Yeah, I am. I'm with Jonas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're definitely not Steve DeSager okay. here. Well, we hold on. I got a little plug going on because the Holiday Bowl is coming up on FS1 from that's San right. Diego. That's ah, going to be uh, that's yeah. right. USC yeah. Trojans against the Iowa Hawkeyes. Not <laughs> Iowa pre-flight. It's going to be the actual Hawkeyes coming out hey, to Southern California. DeSager, will USC travel well to that one? Boy, if they don't, they're not going to travel well to any game, correct? <laughs> Oh, God. Right? I mean, they've got their coach. This is the coach for the next decade, right? By the way, has there been, when's the last time they had a holiday bowl that didn't rain? It seems like every time I watch the holiday bowl, it's in pouring rain. <laughs> I don't know. The sure Hawkeye are. fans will be excited, though. Absolutely. That, that's going to that's gonna be a nice change of uh, change of pace for them. By the way, don't say uh, Iowa's mascot and hold your tongue at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? End of three quarters at the L.A. Coliseum. Rams leading 21-9 over the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Live bet loser, if I can translate it, it was like they'll only lose by 14, something like that, the Seahawks? Uh, 14 and a half, Steve. Okay. Lose by that much, and that would be okay. And that would still be a, quote, winner. More support from Mm -hmm. Steve to say. Yeah, 21-9, the Rams. Of course, Jared Goff did throw back-to-back interceptions to start the second half. He had a very good first half, two touchdown passes. For the night, he's 20 of 29, 241 yards, and the Rams have a double-digit lead against the Seattle team that has won five in a row. Pittsburgh sent Arizona to a six-straight loss. Chargers won easily at Jacksonville. Jags have lost five in a row. Tennessee and Tampa Bay with wins. Kansas City won at New England. 23-16. 23-16. The Patriots had won 21 straight games at home. KC clinched its division. San Francisco on a field goal on the final play won 48-46 at New Orleans. Emmanuel Sanders with a TD reception and TD pass. He had seven catches, 157 yards in this win. Baltimore won its ninth straight, 24-17 at Buffalo. Victories for Denver and Cleveland. LSU number one in the final committee rankings. Oklahoma number four in college basketball. A top ten matchup at Virginia went to the Cavaliers over North Carolina. Carolina 56-47 in the late NBA game. The Lakers are now trailing at home 63-62 to Minnesota in a no defense night at Staples Center. Still two and a half minutes to go in the first half. Anthony Davis was six for six shooting in the first six minutes of this game. He now has 21 points in the first half. Clippers won at Washington 135-119. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. Uh, Jonas Stocks, Brady Quinn here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I'm really going to be bummed out, man, when football's over and we're going to be forced to talk about the Lakers because I'm so sick of hearing about them. I'm they're so going to be pretty good, though, man. I mean, they're already kind of kind of rolling yeah, right now. Good, good yeah. for them, man. Boy, uh, that Is Taco Tuesday stuff, still a thing? I don't know. No? I don't know. Maybe over in China. I have no idea. I haven't checked lately. <laughs> Jeez. Right. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm right. not going to touch that. Well, uh, you know, I just, uh, well, we'll leave it alone. We'll get to that in March. Uh, all right. Uh, Brady Quinn, it is time for a little something we do on the show here called this. Time to put your money where your mouth is. I have been losing. You know you're a lying, low-life gambling degenerate. It's over under. All right, here we go. This is where we look ahead uh, to the week in sports. We tell you what's going to happen. But before that, we take a look back in the week in sports with Brady Quinn and myself 
Honest Jonas Knox. What's going on, Lee? All right, you guys. Last week, we uh, we previewed championship weekend, including Hawaii at Boise State. And I asked you guys That's the, right. the over-under of 64 points, which was the highest of all the over-unders for championship weekend. And uh, Brady, you took the over. And Jonas, you took the under of 64. Well, it was only 31 to 10. So, Jonas, you took that one. <laughs> oh, good one, Jonas. Hey, don't, do you throw Hawaii in? I can't, I can't be beat. <laughs> true. Okay. All right, and then we also previewed okay. some uh, some games in the NFL, including today's game versus uh, the Ravens and the Bills, and the over/under on number of touchdowns by quarterbacks in that game: Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. Over/under one and a half. Neither scored that game. So uh, Jonas, you took the over. Brady, you took the under. So it was a push last week, you guys. Wow, that's no fun. Wow, that's no fun. We didn't. Di- we only differed on two. Yeah, only yeah. two. Great. I think there was a third one in there. Great minds think alike, Brady Gwynn. All right, Lee, are you sure there wasn't a third one? Yeah, I'm looking at it. We uh, Did you guys make it to St. Elmo's Steakhouse, by the way? We did. Yeah, of course they did. Of course he did. Yeah. Uh, Viking Seahawks, you guys both took the under on halftime of uh, Pike Place fishing uh, fish toss. And uh, Jerry Jones cuts to Jerry Jones in Thursday Night Football. So you oh, guys God. were the same on all that. Yeah. Uh, listen, Brady, great minds think alike. Wait, do we actually agree on the Pike's Place yeah. fish toss? Yeah. I didn't think we did. Okay. Why do you got to haggle every single week? Why, why do you have to well, haggle? Because, because you try to steal wins I'm from not me. stealing nothing, man. I, I, I'm sorry I'm competitive and you tend to be a okay, sore loser. But, but here's the thing. You're like the guy who complains loser. because they charge you for an extra Diet Coke on the bill at a restaurant. Like, I mean, I, you know, I think mistakes happen and I'm not going to blame the kitchen staff for it. I'm just going to sit Ugh. here and just take you what they offer You drink Diet Coke? Me. No. Well, I have before. Loser. I have before. It's better than regular Coke. What? I mean, it's the definitely drink. not. I mean, the drink. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I knew you were going there. <laughs> all right. Uh, That's big in LA, right? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you in South Beach. Yeah, boy, that's, that's a foreign substance to you guys, huh? <laughs> is that a snow? I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, what's wrong with that snow globe? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you can ski year-round down here. Yeah, that's what I hear. Uh, all right, uh, Lee, what do we got this week? All right, Monday Night Football tomorrow, you guys. Giants at the Eagles. We'll see the return of Eli Manning. Number of turnovers we see from Eli tomorrow, one and a half. Ooh. Um, man, he under. hasn't been out there. I want to take the under. Really? I, th- I think I think Eli's going to be motivated, and I think he's going to come back and play well. I'm going to take the yeah. under. Oh, I see. I, I don't think he's going to be motivated, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, he's played it in the NFL. It's a game. You know. He's got a 500 record yeah. to look after. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> just the, the reasoning behind it, because he's going to be motivated. What is wrong with you? I don't know. I, I, was, I ran out of things to say. What do you want? <laughs> uh, I'm actually also going to take the under. Right when you said that, I, I, I thought to myself, he's going to throw one pick. He just probably won't throw too. Yeah, and then pretend he's got a hand injury. Well, the other thing is he gets rid of the football pretty quick or he eats and just takes a sack. So I don't think a sack fumble. So I think it's going to be an interception. Hmm. All right, what else we got? All right, you guys moving on to Thursday night football. Jets at the Ravens this week. Uh, number of times during the game bro- broadcast, we see a highlight of Marcus Peters chugging a beer at a half. <laughs> I'll take the over. It's Fox. They're a little bit edgier. A little bit edgy. <laughs> I'll take this is this is tough because I think it depends on if he gets fined. If he gets fined, it's a story. If he doesn't, they let it go. Maybe maybe it you know nothing really comes from it. Um, I'm I wish I knew who was doing that game because then that would dictate it too. Aikman and Buck. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the under. 
Really? You don't think you don't think uh, Joe Buck would wouldn't mind throwing that in uh, some of the highlights there on a Thursday uh, night game? Well, yeah, probably not not the highlights, but well, also uh, it's more about the production side of things. Oh, Jonas. see here now. This is all right. Put an asterisk on this one, Lee, because now he's going to look up the production staff, uh, and, and and we're going to end up getting jobs. I already here. said under. All right. All right. So I I said uh, the over. Yeah, we heard yeah. you. Yeah, I said the over. All right, you guys. Army's taking on Navy next week. A lot of rushing yards in this game. Probably. Number of rushing yards in this game, 672 and a half. What? It, okay, here, here's why that is. Those two teams combined average just under 671 yards a game rushing. Combined. So the over-under at 672 and a half... What do you think, Brady Quinn? Uh, weather could play a factor. Uh, I'm going the over. I mean, you know Navy's going to put up a bunch. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they basically just run the football the entire time. <laughs> the entire so I, time. I guess I'm going to go with the over. And I, and I was watching the Army game against Hawaii the other night. Uh, look, I didn't have money on it, so screw your you, you, Here's my concern is they both run the football so much, this could be like a two-hour game. Um... Yeah, but so they, it, but it they might never shorten are. the game to the point where they have a hard time getting to that, it. That's what I thought, but they never are. I thought the same thing. Uh, I, th- I thought the game against Hawaii a couple of weeks ago was gonna, you know, run go real by real quick. It didn't end until like one o'clock out here on the West Coast. And I'm watching the CBS Sports Network guys do the studio show afterwards. And do they do that out of Florida or is that in New York? No, it's in New York. Okay. It's 4.15 in the morning. They're breaking down the Hawaii Army game. The guys look miserable. Yeah. So well, I, I, I always think that it's going to go faster than it actually does. I'm going to take the over, though. I, I, I just think they're going to they're gonna grind them down. They're going to really grind on each other. On to week 15, you guys. Browns are facing the Cardinals. Number of uh, people Baker throws under the bus next week at a half. <laughs> Give me the over. Um, I'm going to take the under. I, I think after the apology, he typically takes a couple weeks off from driving the bus. Uh, I'm going to take the under here. All right, you guys. Bears at Packers. Mitchell Trubisky turnovers in this game. One and a half. Uh, he's due. Um, hmm. Is he, though? He's been playing really well lately. Yeah. This is looking like playoff, Mitch. I'll, you know? I'll take it. Well, I hope not. 15 points against the Eagles. <laughs> Uh, uh, give me, uh, give me the underly. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be as negative about Mitch Trubisky as Brady is. Did, did I just? I'll take the under. <laughs> it's unbelievable. All right. Uh, there it is. That is another uh, award-winning edition of Over-Unders here on Fox Sports Radio. All yeah, right. this is like another double or nothing, right? Because no one won last week, so uh, it's all on the line this week. Some, somebody will win this week. I got faith. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. or you'll just doctor it. Uh, I do. Listen, uh, whatever it takes to get to the finish line, that's all we care about. Uh, all right, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, um, easily my favorite moment in the history of Big Noon Kickoff. I have not d- described this to Brady yet. I've not explained it, but I want to have the discussion with him. And we'll do it next year on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you coming? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Oh, jeez. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on John Fox Legend. Sports Radio. I don't know, but it's bad is what it is. No, who is this? It's Metallica, right? No. No? Come on. It's a disheveled remix. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. It's yeah. Chris Brown. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah, jeez. Why, why do you get that reaction? You ask who it was. I say it's Chris Brown. Oh, here we go. You, you read his Wikipedia, Bobo? Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah. Yeah, we, we couldn't have maybe thought, yeah. like, there's some other options, yeah. like Usher, John Legend, yeah. many of which no, we've mentioned I tonight. I prefer Chris Brown. Yeah, okay. What okay. are you, you going to play next, Aaron okay. Hernandez? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here. that's in jail right now. Uh, on uh, Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, Arnie Spanier and the voice of the Oklahoma Sooners, uh, you see him on the sidelines. Uh, Chris Plank, who always knows where the camera is because right. uh, he always seems to get on television. I see He's got to be excited, right? Hell yes. He's got to be excited. Oklahoma's yeah. back in the to college football playoff. To get poetic by LSU. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, we're friendly fire here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm just I mean, saying, man, like when you're looking at the other three, the uh, three teams, the top three teams, and then Oklahoma, you're like, eh. I don't know. Hey, I don't know about that one. You know what? That's uh, that's just the way it goes. I mean, Oklahoma's in the playoff. That's all that matters. I know. Um, it's all that matters now. Now it's sudden death. We'll let the best team win. It's just, you know, this LSU team looks kind of nasty. 
Uh, well, let me. Uh, can I tell you my favorite? Now, the big noon. By the way, I should sue your ass. I should big sue noon your boys? ass. Yeah, because I, I came up with the big noon no, boys. You didn't. Yes, there's, I did, no and I got proof. proof. I got proof. There, how? What's the proof? What do you mean? A couple of weeks ago, I came up with big noon boys. You laughed your Where's ass the off. Proof? Okay, uh, we'll have the proof next week. Lee, get the proof next week. I'm <laughs> yeah, gonna sue I'm your gonna, ass. This is when you start making this yeah. stuff up. I, if hey, I, I were can, you, I can actually vouch for Jonas. Yeah. I remember him saying, "Damn straight." Literally, and I tweeted. I don't recall that, and all I know. In print, it happens to be on on my stuff uh-uh. with the Big Noon Boys. I, I got proof. I said the 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 front man for the Big Noon Boys a couple of weeks ago uh, on Twitter. You can go to my Twitter account and find it. I came up with the Big Noon Boys. I'm going to sue your ass if I don't start getting some credit for it. <laughs> did you, okay, did you at least did you at least tell the guys who came up with it, or did you just hijack no, that no, whole not thing? At all. Unbelievable, not at all. man. All right, but never mind that. We'll we'll, we'll deal with that in it's court. A good friend. We will deal with that in court. <laughs> I mean, I think he's making this right, up. We'll deal with that in court. My favorite moment of Urban Meyer's time on Big Noon Kickoff. Do you know what it is? It took place no, this weekend. What? All right. Halftime of the Big Ten Championship game. Rob yeah. Stone goes to Urban Meyer to make a point on adjustments by Ohio State to come out in the second half. Right as the band starts to play right behind him. And Urban Meyer, <laughs> it was right behind you guys. It was the Wisconsin band or the Ohio State band. Urban Meyer looked back for a second like he wanted to beat somebody's ass because he was getting ready to make a point and they just started firing up the band and I thought, man, he's fired up right now. But um, another uh, another outstanding uh, broadcasting performance by you and the Big Noon Boys, but that right there goes to the front of the line as my favorite highlights uh, from Urban uh, Meyer this season. I don't quite recall him giving them a look. I'm sure he felt irritated by it because you know, it was irritating to us or yes. at least to, to Should me. Should be. Uh, it's part of the deal, man. That's that's what you want. You want to get in the atmosphere. The bands are part of that. So you know what comes along with it. The hard thing was is like people don't realize. So when you're in a stadium like that, sometimes you have some technical difficulties. And so the actual audio kept going out. And when you so those ears, the thing we actually have in and you know, this just from playing in bands, that stuff helps you tremendously. Yep. And so you're actually able to kind of hear what's going on, especially from our production, our producers. And so that kept floating in and out. And so there was times when you're not hearing anything and it's hard to hear yourself. And just that, that, that's the hardest part of it all is dealing with the kind of stuff behind the scenes that no one knows about. So I, I, I'm sure there's a little bit of that, but it was uh, it was a lot of fun. man. It, it really was a great atmosphere. Uh, and that's why I'm excited to see what the college football playoffs going to be like. Yeah, it's going to be uh, going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the, the big noon boys. Yeah, the yeah. big noon boys. I'm man, I I promise you to God. Big noon boys. I, I'm taking BNB. Your, I am taking your ass to court and I'm suing you for everything. Please, I, I hope you everything. do. I'm I hope you. you do. I'd love to see the proof. Yeah, I I got your proof right here, buddy. Yeah. All right, yeah, right here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're already there. Never mind. <laughs> At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus